Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! Take a look at it, learn to love it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna be yours for a long, long time. Woo! Woo! Got it? Woo! Style and profile. Welcome to Sylvan Gold, baby, episode 100, styling and profiling. We got the four horsemen together at last. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We got Dr. Zom. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> we got Large William. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got the Sam Uri. Oh, yeah, baby. I can't wait. It, it only took it only, it only took two years for it to happen. That can't was kicking in at 9:45. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we uh, dropping a little surprise on everyone today. We have the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema joining us for the festivities. Mm. A little silver, a little gold in your ear holes, daddy. Yeah. How is everybody? I'm Great. good. I, I got chills, man. That was a fucking outstanding introduction. I still have a minute of music, so I can like keep playing in the background, make it sound all professional and shit. Our silver and gold, our silver and gold double feature this week. We got a little uh, possessed by the night with about five minutes of Henry Silver. <laughs> <laughs> And we got about a little showdown in little Tokyo. 75 minutes of Dolph Lundgren, baby. Shortest movie ever. Yes. Um, Biggest cock Brandy <laughs> Lee's ever seen. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah they didn't do any, brand, they didn't do any uh, Brandy Lee any favors in this one. So. <laughs> they didn't shoot him. <laughs> Ooh. That's uh, true. That's true. All right. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us this evening. I hope everybody likes the little, little surprise. Um, so, uh, as usual, I, I think since, uh, since, uh, Will and Sammy usually go over what they've been watching, we'll, we'll let them fill in if they choose. Um, Zom, what uh, have you been watching this week, sir? Oh, uh, 
I didn't watch a lot. I watched uh, some stuff that's like repeat things. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mikey. I just spoiled that your promo's coming up, too. How the fuck did that happen? Michael. 100 episodes, already making those kinds of shit errors. He won't even care. He's got a woman. He's tiptoeing through the tulips as we speak. (laughs) He's like, he doesn't care about anything anymore. Um, I watched that Colin Farrell Numi Rapace thing again with one of my friends. <laughs> um, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I watched the Medusa Touch with uh, Beth Lancaster, uh, Lena Ventura, and uh, Lee Remick. And yeah, it's all right. That's anyway. a shame. That's a that's a that's a, a muy macho. Yeah, and it's got a it's got a interesting concept but it's just kind of gets Irwin Allen-ish uh, toward the end because uh, Richard Burton can make things happen with his I don't know what the hell's wrong with him uh, there's something uh, that's kind of <laughs> vague but whatever uh, watch the sergeant uh, with uh, John Philip Law and Rod Steiger again which is a pretty good movie because Rod Steiger well I don't want to say but uh, so that's vague too <laughs> I watched uh, <laughs> why are you being so vague I watched the train with Lancaster, but Lancaster and his big teeth. Uh, uh, he doesn't have his big teeth hardly at all in this. I mean, he's very subdued. But then again, if you're French and it's World War II, I think it probably would be too. Paul Schofield is awesome in this, and Jean Marlowe. Um Separate tables with but Lancaster, Rita Hayworth, David Niven, and Deborah Carr. It was a bird kind of week. It was a Burt week. Um, this one, I think, was based on a play. Uh, it takes place in a hotel. Uh, David Niven is um, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Rita Hayworth is good looking, but I'm not so sure about her acting ability. I, I don't know if I've seen her in too much, but uh, she, uh, the, the chick that played her in uh, L.A. Confidential that was... Uh, on Celebrity Rehab, very hot. Uh, Kim. Hmm? Kim Basie. No, 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 no. It's, this was uh, this was the the girl that. Uh, or no, wait oh. a minute. The the one that when he walks up to the car and she oh, and yeah. she had been cut to look like I thought it was right. Rita Hayworth because when I was watching yeah. it I kept thinking you know of course that girl looks like Rita Hayworth sort of but when I was watching it because I haven't seen Rita Hayworth. The whole time she was talking, I kept thinking, oh, that girl looks like Amber Smith or whatever her name is. Um, so whatever. It's, it's worth a watch. Tom's <laughs> in a great mood this week, I can tell. Operation. Oh. Yeah. How's that, how's that Ivy, man? Uh, you know what? It's goddamn going on three weeks, and I'm Oof. just – it's it's better, but I'm like – it's like healing. I have like – now I have big dry things and little scabby whatever, blah. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's fucking far from all right. Three weeks in, brother. Oh, no shit. I mean, they said uh, six, six to eight days. <laughs> but Jeez. no, I'm not itching like I was. I'm just, you know, I think I'm just recovering. But whatever. When you fuck Uma Thurman, what are you going to do? I <laughs> uh, watched uh, Operation Crossbow with George Papard, uh, Hannibal Smith from A-Team, and Sophia Loren, who played B.A. on the A-Team. Um, now, this is pretty good. And it, was, it was, uh, you know, one of those deals where the Nazis are doing something, and they, you know, they're like, hey, we got to get some people to go and stop those Nazis. 
hear that, Dante? Anyway, um, it had to do with the V2 rockets. But it's, uh, this is, is all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Giant Mechanical Man with Jenna Fisher, Chris Messina, uh, Malin Ackerman, and Topher Grace. Uh, that is on uh, Netflix Instant. It's a chick flick, uh, but, uh, you know, it's not a bad one. So I didn't, you know, like sit there and retch or anything. Somebody recommended it. I don't remember who. Uh, Jenna Fisher, I like watching her. She just has the right teeth and she's like the girl <laughs> next door. And, and uh, then I found a picture of her, of some porno chick who obviously looks like her doing 69 sucking some guy's dick. <laughs> and I know it's not her, but it said Jenna Fisher sex tape, but I'm sure that would have probably broke, you know, pretty big and we would have heard about it, but it looks like her and it was awesome. It was good enough for you. <laughs> yeah, it was good enough for me. It worked. It did. It looked good. I was going to share it, but um, I didn't, you know, I don't know, put it on rare breeds or something. Uh, <laughs> I watched uh, Gasland, which of course made Ugh. me mad. Uh, and Gasland Two, I think pretty much in the entirety is on YouTube in four parts. Uh, I listened to an interview with the filmmaker about that, and uh, just the interview itself pisses you off uh, about how they have pretty much the, the uh, natural gas uh, corporations have bought our politicians. Fuck you! Have you uh, had you seen Gasland before? No, I okay. thought I had. I started. I must have started watching it fall asleep because when I clicked on it on Netflix, it said, do you want to resume? And I was like, well, hell, yeah. And I clicked on it, and it was only like less than 30 seconds into it. Be- so I must have got mad. Because that guy had really never done a movie before, he had not really practiced on holding his camera still. That fucking movie made me so sick to watch. Oh, my God. It You're was not bad. afraid of a room full of rats, but you get sick over that. <laughs> uh, yep. What's the money ball? I had a- I had jalapeno peppers on my pizza tonight, so yeah. whole house will be experiencing gasland later. You know? <laughs> and, and the and the coffee? Oh, oh yeah, like Jesus. lighter to Sammy's ass that fucking catches on fire. <laughs> that sounds like, that's Ooh, that, that, that's that's after it winks at you though. Oh god, that sounds that Bad sounds like eyelashes. My, that sounds like my kind of breakfast though. Jalapeno With Sammy's asshole? Sammy's ass. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. You don't have any qualms about my ass, do you? Not at all. Qualmless. <sighs> Of porn, and some chick was licking this girl's ass like it was fucking made of cream cheese. <laughs> nice. I mean, I was like, cheese, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> and it was hot, but there was, you know, she I need my heard. shit button up. <laughs> I watched Moneyball again, and I will say this when Brad Pitt is in the music store with his daughter and she plays the song, it chokes me up like every fucking time, and I don't even have a kid. That's a good scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, it is. I was like, <laughs> that's so nice. I watched Machete, and um, that chokes me up. <laughs> yeah, it choked me up. <laughs> uh, the fact that Michelle Rodriguez is, looks better than fucking Jessica Alba always amazes me. Ooh. And Seagal getting stabbed in his big fat gut and saying, this, this is nothing. I can kill you right now. I'm like, Jesus. Ugh. Yeah, because your gut's so goddamn big. <laughs> fat ass. Anyway, <laughs> fat ass bitch. Anyway, I watched uh, 42 about Jackie Robinson, which Loaf had watched. And uh, I thought it was okay. One of my friends said it was the best movie she's seen in a long time. Um. 
I thought it was all right. It wasn't. I, and, and then, like my other friend said, uh, "Hey, do you think this will get any Academy Awards?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm "Maybe that guy you. that was heckling him from the." Uh, <laughs> you know, that was you told me about that, and oh that was God. so fucking brutal. It's like, God, shut up, dude. Yeah. Um, and, and I watched a movie that I think uh, I don't know. I I think a couple of us have watched uh, mm-hmm. like with Glee here in the last day or so, which was only God forgives. And uh, that, that movie's been. I mean, you can't escape it in uh, between our groups, dude, man. Oh yeah, I've watched it three times. Did you Seriously? really? I watched it once last night, and I watched it twice today. I, I gotta ask. You <laughs> must. You must have had cock in hand with Christian Scott Thomas. Dude, as I know your type, <laughs> I had a fucking boner just watching the whole goddamn movie. I was oh, like, man. "This is so fucking good." <laughs> uh. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I liked it. I don't know. Maybe some people didn't. Well, I, I okay. Well, uh, Will and I both watched it as well, so we can. I guess we can kind of we can have a little discussion about it here before I continue. But uh, I just finished it literally like forty five minutes ago. Um, for me, I don't know. It's going to require a revisit. It, it's it's a it's a it's beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. But as I was telling Sammy before you two got on, it's like there's literally about five minutes of shit in here in a in a ninety minute movie. Yeah. And so at times I'm like, okay, it kind of feels like he's just masturbating the camera at this point. No. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again. The the soundtrack, like Will was saying on the group, was th- that's the highlight for me so far. I want to get the the, uh, the the police chief singing, <laughs> yeah, and put it on my fucking uh, iPod. <laughs> I, I thought it was very it was very nice to look at, but yeah, and I and I thought of you definitely with Kristen Scott uh, Scott Thomas because yeah, she what was a fucking d- con. She was despicable. Yeah, Zom was uh, I knew you loved her. So. I think I dated her. One Will, <laughs> Will, I think you, you and I felt felt about the same about it. <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's that the jalapenos uh, kicking in. That, that's the stiletto. That's KSW stiletto on Sam's balls. Right uh. <laughs> they don't like a cigarette butt, man. It that's, had a lot of stuff in it that I that I enjoyed. Yeah, well, including. Well, I don't want to say one let thing. Me, let, let me just add that that sound effect I just played is actually categorized as male coming. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Red Brown and Metal Mikey. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That's like painful, man. <laughs> I, uh, it's coming and calming. Exactly. I get the pump. I, I, uh, I quite, this episode's going to derail so fast. It's so <laughs> Jesus. It's, uh, I, I really liked Only God Forgives. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think there's, there's, I think there's a lot going on. But I think I, I do want to revisit it. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I, I think the big thing I take away from it is is um, Reffin's commentary on the absence of a father uh, and and parental roles and the ripple effects, uh, much like Gaspar Noé does. And I think it's no coincidence because Noé was on set a lot with um, Reffin, and the stuff that really spoke to me was uh, violence in the lives of children and the the swift kind of uh, brutality. Um, yeah, that, the that the alter children's lives uh, forever. Without How a strong mother can make you uh, a strong man. Or psychopath. The um, what? <laughs> the the to, without giving anything away. The 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 I guess the womb scene was probably the maybe the uh, my favorite part of it. I was like it, 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 it seemed like the most metaphorical scene, but I thought that was I thought that was a 
pretty neat scene there. It, and it was very much what he had intended. I had a chance to listen to some interviews too, just kind of, you know, yeah. this is a bit of an abstract film, admittedly, right? So I yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. what his approach is. And, um, you know, what? I, I mean, I, seriously, who hasn't wanted to fist their mom at one time or another? <laughs> what? <laughs> so the the uh, a screen. Uh, ew, go. I, I, I sound looser than that after. It, I, <laughs> I screened this first for my. That sounds really gross. <laughs> I heard this was very. I heard it was very violent for you know from everybody, but. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I feel bad that I laugh like every time I hear a fart. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm such a simpleton. But, yeah, so. I hope it'll stop at some point because I don't know how to stop it. Oh, that was one, that's one fart noise? Oh, it's just saying. Do not press it again. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think that might have been the end. Hang on. I hope so. Okay, so. Can't wait for the next uh, interview, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I've, totally, I've totally lost what I was saying. Uh, We're talking yeah. about the film. Oh, the, the violence the, in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I, I feel like uh, uh, the last Universal Soldier movie was even more violent than this. I would agree with that. Every, you know, everybody yeah. said this is you know violence, 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 and there's some harsh stuff in it. But it's like I was expecting fucking like ten minutes in just to be cringing. But it you know it wasn't really like that. I don't understand the. I didn't with any expectations because I the, heard anything about it. Yeah. The thing is, I do think there were a few misfires. Like the, the, there's two or three screams in the film that are really badly done. <laughs> including the line "Take it off," which is is a pretty unfortunate line. Uh, uh, but that that girl's beautiful, man. Oh God, she was hot. Holy cow! So anyway, I think my my uh, <laughs> I think my fart sound effect backfired on me. I didn't think it worked out as quite as was I planned. <laughs> Get it together, goddamn! <laughs> Very unprofessional of me. It's okay. It's okay. Let, I mean, well, let's cut out what what have you been watching? <laughs> let's play a twenty. A twenty-minute fart, yeah. Um, <laughs> other than other than only God forgives. Um, let's see. I watched some. Uh, well, so I, I decided to finally start watching some um, some uh, newer uh, newer films uh, to maybe prevent the cram this time. I'm um, I'm still in the throes of what I called anti-cram. I'm. I, I think I haven't. I don't think I've watched a decent movie in like three months. But yeah, the um, <laughs> or programmed one for the show. But, <laughs> but um i had to i had to <laughs> I had to go out with a bang and um you know enter the zone and watch samurai cop one more time before i finally started uh, i was i was considering watching um upstream color while in that state but uh you know i was i, I started it and then i read a little bit about it as i was starting i'm like okay i, I don't know if i'll get this so uh, and I'm glad I waited, but Samurai Cop, it, it's still Samurai Cop, and this is the DVD that I bought from Amazon, and seeing it in widescreen is pretty fucking amazing. I can't believe how well they cleaned up this damn movie. Um, but uh, Gerald Gerald Okamura, two times in one week, baby. Um, uh, but then I did watch Upstream Color. Um, this is, uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, the guy that did Primer. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't uh, even his name. Uh, Shane Carruth. Shane, yep, Shane Carruth. Um, this is his. I guess it's not. It's not a follow up to Primer. It's just his second movie. His only other movie. And this, to, it's amazing to me that this guy's not a filmmaker. But 
This is a movie. It's a, it's on instant. Like I said, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a beautiful movie to watch. It's 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 kind of it takes a little while to understand where it's going. It turns into almost like a science fiction movie by the end. Um, it's it's a good one. I don't want to say too much without giving it away. It does involve a um, a hallucinogenic like uh, worm that some people are forced to take, and that makes them like very susceptible to hypnosis. But that's not the that's not the plot of the movie. Follows the people kind of recovering from that. But um, it's it's really good. I, I I liked it a lot. I've still never seen Primer. I don't know why. I like heady films, but. For some reason, that one and this one, I've I've been resisting seeing, and I don't know why. Primer Primer is a movie. I think it had a, I think it had like a five thousand dollar budget, and it's it's a, to have a movie about time travel on such a low budget was really fucking cool to me. I saw that in a, I saw that in this theater. Another for some reason that that and um, Dogma, the two movies I remember seeing at this theater, and it it was not a theater. It was a, a strip mall or like a like a food lions type strip mall that they had converted one section into a theater. And oh, wow. instead of raising the ceiling to make room for the screen, they dug out the floor. So when you go into this theater, you actually have to walk down a hill, and then the seats in the front kind of go back uphill. It's really weird, but anyway. Um, I watched uh, The Place Beyond the Pines since I was nice. um, I was looking forward to Baby Goose, so I checked that one out. I had never seen it. And um, besides being a little long, I really liked this one. Um, I'm with you. I, I had to... I was talking to somebody, I don't remember who was saying that they didn't like the 15 year later part. And I was like, dude, that was half the fucking movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool. I, I, I liked the, the twists in the movie and um, I thought it was yeah. pretty well done. I'm with you. I think that um, they overreach a little bit in terms of kind of the myth, the mythic kind of um, mm-hmm. thesis that he's going for with some of the, the coincidences. But it's a film that I found, I saw maybe three, four months ago, and I, I think about it probably almost weekly still. Yeah. It really spoke to me. And I know uh, there's certain, well, let's just come on and say it, there's, there's, there's daddy issues in the film. And, yeah. <laughs> and all of us, I think, can be susceptible to that. So. The, uh, and I, rem- I seem to remember a, a, a critique of it being that the makeup, the 15-year makeup looked bad. I didn't really notice... Oh, I said that, yeah, because they still look the same age, man. That that boozer, uh, well, that one boozer looked better than he did fifteen years. Ago. He would have looked worse, man. Bradley Bradley Cooper, uh, they they pretty much just added gray to him. I thought yeah. um, I thought what's her face looked pretty good older because they put some like dark circles yeah. under her eyes and stuff. She had good fifteen year later makeup. I still but, uh, fucking love her. Yeah, she was still hot too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I watched. Uh, for some reason, I was in the mood to watch a like an 80s teen sex comedy and I probably tr- chose one of the worst ones ever made a movie called <laughs> Summer Camp from 1979 it had Linnea Quigley in it that was the one selling point uh, but this is pre-boob job Linnea and she's hardly even noticeable in the movie this movie was this is, she has smaller yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was totally. I don't even noticed she this this fucking thing this might be the worst movie I've seen this year this movie was <laughs> awful Oh my god! It was not funny at all. This, this the story of it is it's like ten years after all this certain group of people have gone to a summer camp and the summer camp was getting ready to go out of business, so they invited everybody back for a free weekend to try to get them to like invest in the summer camp for their kids or something. And it's like it takes like the the mystery out of it. It's not like you know being naughty at summer camp. It's a bunch of fucking horny twenty year olds, and there's no reason for them to like. There's no repercussions at all. Like it's just it was it was boring. They're uh, too old. Yeah, and there was and the the chicks were not hot at all. Um, eh. Big drawback. 
Um, let's see. I watched uh, I watched Stoker, um, the what's his face Park Chan Wook vengeance movie guy. Yeah, Park Chan Wook. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of Thirst, but I thought I thought this one was pretty good. I when I started it, I wasn't really looking forward to seeing it all that much uh it's the the, pl- the synopsis of it sounds kind of eh, but uh it's really really well shot um so it was uh i don't know i liked it better than thirst i thought it was really good and it's and my my biggest problem with thirst i think was the length of it and i say that a lot about movies lately but um it's uh this one's only like an hour 40 it's it's paced pretty well and i thought it was pretty well done it's it's definitely a a step for in a you know for a Korean director making an American movie as opposed to the the last stand crap with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I heard you know. that was good. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've, it's on my kitchen table to watch. I'm watching it this week. Uh, we'll see about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I got yelled at too much for disliking that one. Um, so I, I stayed with uh, I stayed with him and watched. Um, uh, Lady Vengeance. I never. I had the one of the Vengeance trilogy I hadn't seen, and this was really fucking good. The, uh, I like that one. Now the the version. I don't know the the ones that you guys have seen. Was it in color all the way through, or was it black and white? Oh, where it fades. Yeah. Um, I think I saw the one that fades. It's been a it's been a long time since I've seen it. Which I mean to keep it in the revisit. I want to say it faded because I got a Korean disc. Okay. Um, I was I was curious if they. Was it was that like a censorship thing that the reason they did that? No, I think it was a stylistic choice oh, okay. to kind of to deal with um, kind of a statement on things becoming more. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I thought it was a really it was really good. The um, again, I mean, this guy say you know say what you will about his various movies, they all look pretty damn good. So. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I you know. I don't. I, I thirst is my least favorite, but I still even I still even liked that if just for what it looked like alone. So, right, gorgeous. Um, I stayed in the in the. Uh, <laughs> I stayed in the class and actually watched uh, Class of 1999. Nice. Um, <laughs> Pam Greer's uh, robot, robot tits. tits. Yeah, yeah, robot. <laughs> and um, we talking more about robot tits uh, when we talk about Possessed by the Night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking a um, robot tits. Robot tits. The gravity. I had never seen this. This I've seen class of 1984. I'd never seen this one. This one was pretty awesome. So I'll revisit yeah. it certainly. I mean, well, it was it was dumb, but that that kid from the the vampire movie. He's fucking. He grosses me. Frog brother or something. Is he uh, frog? Oh man, he grosses me out for some reason. I don't know if it's his lisp or what, but he just. He disgusts me, and I always love when he gets like <laughs> when he gets something bad happens to him in these two movies. So. Yeah, I hear you. Um, let's see, a couple more. I went to IMAX and watched Pacific Rim today. Oh, uh, on IMAX. Murder. So this is the first IMAX that I'd seen since the second Dark Knight movie, whatever that one and was you called. Threw up like six times. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, ten minutes in, I leaned over to my wife, was like, "This movie's gonna fucking make me sick." But I, I, I righted myself. I got used to it, and it was okay. Um, this Man one, up. this one, unlike the dark, the second Dark Knight movie, the whole thing was filmed, I think, for IMAX. Like it was, it was that ratio. Whereas there were certain scenes in the Dark Knight. What was the name of the second one? I can never remember the name of the three of them. Was it Dark Knight Rises? Was the second one, or was that the? No, that's the third one. Okay, Dark Knight. The Dark, the Dark Returns. Oh, it was the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight, I think. Yeah, because okay. the first one was Batman Begins, wasn't it? 
Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the scenes in this that were in the in that one that were made for IMAX, they actually the the screen would actually change shape. Um, oh wow! But in this one, I think the whole the whole time it was made for that. Um, the th- I don't know it. Everybody was saying see it in 3D IMAX. I didn't get a lot out of it. I, I think I would have been just fine seeing it on a normal screen. It was cool seeing it like so tall, but. Uh, the 3D was okay. The the acting was whatever. I like um, Stringer Bell. He was pretty cool again. Uh, you know, like he was in Prometheus, everybody's favorite movie. Yeah. Um, oh, the, I still haven't seen it. You still? Have, oh, okay, okay. Um, but he he keeps his British accent. This is the first time I think I've seen him act in something where he keeps a British accent. So, um, but actually, that was the last thing because we already talked about Only God Forgives. So, um, did you, Sammy? Did you or uh, or Will? Do you have anything to? that you saw this week that you want to mention? Um, I've been reading uh, quite a bit this week. Uh, I've almost finished one whole uh, Stephen King novel, the new one, so I'm going to highly recommend that. Joyland's the name of it. So, Yeah, because of what we've been watching, you can hear on the other show. Yeah. That's another piece of trash. Check <laughs> out the big brain on sand. <laughs> yeah. Reading. Ooh, oh, I started I started reading Ole Anderson's book this week because, uh, you know, as, we, as, as we've said a couple times, we're going to this wrestling convention in Charlotte. Uh, pretty soon, and you want to be prepared for what an old dick he is. Yeah, well, he could. I could. He was already an old dick when he wrote this book ten years ago. So, oh yeah, I can't oh, imagine yeah. now. Now he's seventy. He's probably really crotchety. Yeah, like I said, I think he has MS though, so he oh, might be. Fuck. He might have toned it down a little bit. Yeah. And, <laughs> I don't uh, mean to laugh, but yeah, <laughs> Gene's really turned it down. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. quiet. Very quiet. Yeah. Uh, Will, you got anything? Where's the uh, cricket? Yeah. I lost the crickets when I I've erased my iPad recently. I've lost the crickets and I haven't bothered making the sound effect again. So, um, I uh, leave it up to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I haven't watched and I'll like I said you can hear on the, those other fucking uh, muckle mouth motherfuckers show. Shit. They've been watching. Um, but I have been watching something that's been fascinating to me, and it's uh, you know how there was. Uh, Solid gold and soul train. There they are. I heard a cricket. <clears throat> Someone doesn't like Don Cornelius, apparently. Um, but uh, <laughs> fucking soul train. So I decided to watch the Detroit version of soul train called the scene. Uh, I got, you know, you get on these rabbit, nice. on these rabbit holes uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, I'm into a lot of early '80s techno. A lot of people don't know this. I was talking to Aaron about this the night. People don't know, but techno came from Detroit. It didn't come from. I mean, you could t- you could I guess talk about the seeds being planted with craft work in Germany and stuff, but. It came from guys in Detroit, um, Derek May, Juan Atkins, Kevin Saunderson, a lot of black dudes that that uh, it was kind of a, a, an artistic thing because of the industrialism of the city and so forth. But this show um, was like a really kind of funky, down and dirty version of uh, Soul Train. Nice. And, uh, I watched, it's on my wall. <laughs> it was the 1983 Halloween opening to the show. And it's so crazy because you see like, they have a section where they have kids dancing in like those old He-Man costumes <laughs> that are like, that are, like plastic bags on their body with like the mask you can't breathe through right right and then there's like eight-year-old girls popping and locking and it's just it's insane (laughs) i'm telling you this video it's insane man it's you know it's just a dance show right the scene but uh did you say eight-year-old girls 
Yeah, just dancing, not not suggestively, just dancing. Well, I thought, you know, when you said popping, I mean, I thought like I don't mean, I don't mean twerking. I don't mean twerking. Uh, God, <laughs> I was like Jesus, like, Will. I mean, there's, yeah, there's one girl. There's one, girl, you know, dance a little bit. It was probably a little younger than. Uh, just got a bit, a bit awkward, but it's mostly it's it's adults and then just kids having fun dancing, like doing like rope the robot and shit. But I kind of fell down that uh, hole this week. Awesome. Uh, the scene videos. It's uh, very cool. So. Robot. <laughs> cool. Yeah, then uh, check out what uh, Will and Sammy have been watching on The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to trash since 1977. I think we're bringing trash to this show. This oh, week. God, it's the worst. Uh, let's take a break. And um, I guess we'll go in, the, in show name order. We'll come back and do a little Possessed by yes. the Night. Yes. Shannon Tweed's titties. We'll be right back. Right. <laughs> Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when you will find that one film that might change your life? Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host, <laughs> Big Willie and the Samurai. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. The house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. Class to the trash. Back from break, you know, growing up seeing Alice Cooper, when I finally like started listening to his music, I always thought his music sounded a little wimpier than what I thought it would. Just by looking, agreed. Yeah. Uh, so our first movie of the day, Possessed by the Night. You gotta say it like that. From 1994, directed by Fred Olin Ray, Zom's favorite director, I'm sure. <laughs> Se- several subplots. Mm-hmm. Revolve around the story of mutant embryo in a jar that exercises control over the lives of those who come into contact with it. Uh, yeah. Starring Shannon Tweed, Ted, Mike Danton Pryor, some other people, including Chad McQueen, who didn't quite have a gut yet. Uh, well, he, were he was looking good. Sure. He was hey. looking good. Yeah, and then nice uh, and fucking Frank Severo, that fucking. Oh guy. yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, the worst. <laughs> and Henry Silva, like I said, for not very long, playing Scott Lindsay. 
Although it did look like he had a little fun. So yeah, had a little fun. It's another one of Silva's uh, show up and get on the phone movies. <laughs> and, and you know what? He doesn't care what anyone says. He loves bimbos. <laughs> I love bimbos. Show up? I love bimbos. Get on the phone. Uh, so um, too. His name is Scott. <laughs> I know it's Scott Lindsay. <laughs> Um, so, who would like to uh, take the lead on uh, on this fine piece of cinema that Bernie Sticky suggested to us many, many moons ago? Nice, good pull on Sticky. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Um, happy um, to lead unless somebody else wants to lead. Don't matter to me. Sammy, take it. Take it. That's yours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, uh, I had seen this before. Nice. <laughs> Sadly. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it had been some time, and I think the one thing I took away from this is first is I, I started watching it, and I'm like, is that Conan's woman? Yeah, yeah. stand up. I thought it was a two dudes at the beginning <laughs> when they were having sex, and right at first, because I just saw short hair, and I was like, wait a minute, is that a dude? This is my kind what? of movie. Yeah. yeah. Got my dick out, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, a slightly more attractive Ellen DeGeneres. That's yeah. right. Well, she looks a lot better with long hair, man. Yeah. She was Sandal. all right. She was. She was all right. Uh oh. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, is her. that the is that the fanny pack opening up, man? Or what? I don't, I think that was I think that was Zom's fly. Yeah, I think that was too. Jeez. Anyway, um, let's <laughs> back to it. Uh, okay. So let me let me get this out of the way. I actually enjoy Chad McQueen sometimes. Oh yeah, I'm fine with him. Yeah, I know you guys have made fun of him a little bit. He's never really been on our show at all, has he, Will? Well, no, we were going to cover the one he did with Ultimate Warrior, but uh, <laughs> yes. we I actually gave love to VHS, so I was happy to have them cover it anyway. So And fucking Zom gave it a two. Oh, so that was, I think that might have been the genesis of Zom hating fun. <laughs> hating fun? <laughs> fun. But, we yeah, had to do a few Warrior snorts, anyway. This film does have a great cast. I mean, you know, it is... <laughs> It is 90s uh, Skinamax, oh. Fred Owen Ray. But when you take into account that this is Fred Owen Ray, believe it or not, this is one of his better efforts. I agree nice. a wholehearted. This, and I think it's Cycle. He's, he's made a handful, but there's a lot of duds in his, in his resume, <laughs> man. A lot of duds. And, uh, well, I mean, I think he did. Didn't, no, he didn't do hard to die. That was Jim Wynorski. Yeah, I always mix him and Wynorski up. And yeah. Adamson, those three are kind of... Yeah, he did do Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, which is okay, but it's really yeah. ridiculous, but... I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of great cinema. I mean, he's got a whole lot, just not a whole lot of great He's got like 18 credits in 2010 to 12 alone. Yeah, he's <laughs> prolific. Yeah, he is very prolific. I mean, he's... Sexual <laughs> witchcraft. He's <directing>. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Teeny Weeny Bikini Squad. He started directing in 1978, and he's directed 130 films. <laughs> That's like three or four a year, man. He's just always working, that guy. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Abner the Invisible Dog. Ooh, nice. Bikini uh, Frankenstein. I'm is uh, Jim Belushi in that? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck a, Norris. So, uh, I was talking about Chuck Norris today. Um, Ugh. Did he eat so, your baby? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so we got uh, a great cast. Shannon Tweed, Ted Pryor, you know, TMC favorite. Uh, Sandal Bergman, not so much. But this one I was talking about, with, with the. this is like a really bad... I don't remember her breast being that ugly in Conan. Does, <laughs> yeah. well, does she, she get topless in Conan? No. Yeah, 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 she, she does. does. Are you sure yeah. she does? Yeah. She shows a tit in Conan. Am I right? Sam, can you back me up on this one? Uh, they fucked. Well, this was yeah. 14 years sure. later, right? Or, or 12 years later. I don't think she had very big boobs at all, and then she went for the small implants. 
<laughs> and they just look they they look they're they're very firm. Yeah, the, it, well they look there's they a look lot of nineties like, implants between these two films, man. They, they look like rockets, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. She 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 paled in comparison to the tweed. Oh Most God. do. But I was I was gonna say that, but that's actually the next film where uh, somebody has some that look like traffic cones. Yeah, anyway. Oh my god. There's a couple including fucking quote <laughs> unquote Tia Carrere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll save that for uh, yeah. 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 But uh, so this movie gets going pretty quick with some uh, bad Chinese American uh, <laughs> and Chad McQueen and a fucking IROC Z. Yeah. This this movie has more people walking and carrying their jacket than any movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and what's amazing is both films somehow have these kind of faux Chinatown or like you know Japan towns <laughs> with with like the gong and the flute heavy. Yeah, I mean the rocket, the, the little gang of thugs that come in, they don't fuck around though, man. Because I don't think I've seen very many times where a gangster grabs a pizza pan <laughs> yeah, I to, know. to make sure he's going to fend somebody off. Pizza man. pan in this one, and the and the uh, the drink, uh, wait, the waiter's uh, little tray in the second in the second movie. That's right. Now I got to say, I meant to say this a little bit the other day, but it's not actually a fact. But I'm starting to think this now because I've thought about it quite a bit lately. I've always talked about swimming pools. And how if there's a swimming pool around the 80s, somebody has to fall in it. Uh, I'm starting to think the dumpsters in the 90s <laughs> were the yeah, swimming pools in the 80s. Thing. Yeah, it's true because they would get in and then the door would close. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how many people go into dumpsters. In oh, there was a, there's a swimming pool in, uh, in summer camp, but maybe since it was 79, they hadn't done the pool thing yet. So nobody falls into that one either. There was a dumpster in Only God Forgives, too. Yeah, nice pull song, baby. <laughs> ah, Sammy nice. hasn't seen it. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Um, okay, so th- this has one of the more drawn-out cinematic sex scenes. Zom was talking about it. Thank yeah. You. yeah. With this Ted Pryor's hairy ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you look at it, when that sun's coming through the window with that lightning, whatever the hell it is, you can see the fuzz on the man's yes. ass. Yes, uh, stay in one position for at least a little bit before. They were just kind of like, Okay, I'll roll on top. Then you roll on top. Then I'll roll back on top. Then you roll back. I was like, Jesus Christ! Nobody, nobody has sex like that. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, they said they do have sex like that. No. Yeah, nobody rolls around like that. Come on, no. No, I'm too tired to roll around, man. You're getting maybe two, three positions. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a professional, or you got to steady. It's like a two or three position thing. You know. Yeah. What That's gets it. off? Roll around, dead weight. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and and. Then again, Which if my great. wife's not Sandal Bergman, if she was, <laughs> rock around ten, a bit. ten positions, man. Stop shaving my there, ass. There, yeah. There's times, and maybe it's because you know she has like a connection to Schwarzenegger, and she was on like the cover of Muscle and Fitness and stuff. Where, like I said, I mean, I, I kind of got a little manly vibe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. She's very momish, even though they didn't have kids. Yeah, kind of momish. No, but it wasn't. It wasn't. She has like, mom jeans in this. Oh, they're the, yeah, worst. They're the that, worst. That double denim look for her yeah. is the worst. <laughs> yeah, in fucking nineties. Yeah, Frank Severo comes in. He's checking it out, and I'm like, dude, you know what that, is that's going? Like, is my ass. hair out of place? Is my <laughs> yeah, hair out of place? Impossible. Yeah. What is going on with that dude's hair? Is it real or not? It's that like guy. a fucking helmet. It's. Okay. I, I think it's his real hair. Oh, I don't. I don't know how it could have happened, but I watched this film second. Somehow he single-handedly <laughs> defeats his bad suits. Defeat every everyone's bad suits in the first film. Showed on Little Tokyo. <laughs> that guy's got the worst fucking suits, man. Mustards, his paisleys. His eyebrows go from like the middle of 
his nose and they go all the way around like his the corner of his eye and down the side. Oh, he's and no, he's got he's that fucking first. helmet thing on. I I don't know, man. So repulsive. I feel, I'm, I feel f- sorry for the guy. I wanted to see him fuck the tweed, man. Yeah, I did too. I swear <laughs> to God, I kept thinking, why doesn't this monster thing in the jar make you know? Because yeah. he had wanted to fuck. Well, he wanted to fuck uh, Pryor's wife, Pryor. Sand Sandal, for so long, and he'd look at check her ass out going up the steps and everything. Yeah. I thought, God damn, man, that would have been awesome if yeah. it would have forced her <laughs> to fuck him. Yeah. Ooh, he was in Cop and a Half with Burt yeah, Reynolds. <laughs> How can, nice. how can you uh, not uh, have somebody check out your ass, though, if you're walking around the house in pants like that? You Shorts. might wear pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when true. your ass is six feet tall, somebody's going to look at it. <laughs> yeah. so th- That's Marty. Say, yeah, I should say this film is shot by Gary Graver. Now, Gary Graver did uh, quite a bit of porn. Yes. Uh, so, and he did a, a, a few other things, but he directed 140 movies and <laughs> uh, shot 300 plus. Jesus. <laughs> if it was porn, a hundred and uh, like twenty of those could have been in one year. <laughs> this is true, but he's a uh, pretty well known in the. Uh, not that I know anything about that genre, but he's pretty well known in that genre of, uh, you know, co-ed fever, two to tango, stranger <laughs> beside me, stuff like that. Not that I own any of those. My, one of my favorites he ever directed was Maverick. Maverick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. James Garner in that. <laughs> With his big butt. <laughs> to an anal. Yeah, nice. It's a James Garner, uh, Dan Aykroyd double shot. Oh God! Uh, ass to ass double dildo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Twerking, talking about twerking. <laughs> oh God! I pulled that thing out and it went. Oh, no, it went. No, it went. Yeah. It just fell out. I don't know if I got one of those. Like, like Turkish Rambo's bazooka. Funk. <laughs> I love the shit set fight, man. Oh, man, I used it so much this week. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, this in, in Silva's many great film debuts and many the many times he's come onto screen in movies. This has got to be one of my favorites. Oh, so good because he's got a topless woman giving him a massage. He's wearing a towel. He's got, he's got his a little gross, bit of, saggy tit hanging out. Yeah. You see one old man saggy tit hanging he's out. Trying to that. cover it up, though. Yeah, that's why he had the towel, man. Yeah. Man, but I've never, you know, he was in rough shape, but I paused it because I was like, is that Silva's tit? I, didn't do it. <laughs> I took a screenshot. It'll be posted soon. Oh, you want a nice. massage? Nice. <laughs> you want a massage? What's 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 you to, what's this is Gina and this is Tina. Trina and Tina or something. Trina, Trina and, and Tina. Tina. But I love, I love that they look like white snake video girls, <laughs> and he's just Silva. Like, yeah. that's, I yeah. love bimbos. Chad <laughs> says. Chad McQueen is so dedicated to his fucking pregnant wife. <laughs> With the who comes in on his day off. Who is easily, in our two shows, she might be the worst actress any of us <sighs> have ever talked about. Because yeah. she is brutal to I, watch. I love when she says... Are you all right? You 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 sound kind of funny with her, and she's the one with the lispy bulldog underbite, <laughs> <laughs> asking him why he sounds funny. It should be said this is one of Silva's last films. Uh, oh, that's sad. Ninety four. <laughs> yeah, I know he made this. Ooh man, I got to see this movie he did called Drifting School. <laughs> man, listen, listen to listen to this uh, summary here. Hang on, a spy satellite malfunction is going to crash into the earth. <laughs> The U.S. government bring online a power laser. Oh, my God. It strikes the satellite. It the comes, wizard? Did you say the wizard? 
<laughs> when the laser strikes the <laughs> second, when the laser, wizard strikes the second. it causes a rip in time and sends Monroe High School 20 years into the future. Oh, my God. teachers, students, and an escaping criminal. Who the fuck is Elf? Tell me. Tell me Billy Silver Drago's Bird. in it. Oh, he's gross. Oh, he's and Bubba Smith. Henry Silva and Bubba Smith. Oh, wow. Bubba I hope, I hope Silva wears the Jordy LaForge thin glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a general in it, so he's probably wearing a stupid jacket and big shoulder pads. And probably wearing a fucking beret. Race! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on point. There we go. Um... But, uh, yeah, he does love bimbos, and uh, that's pretty great. Yeah. Ted Pryor is a novelist. This is a bit of a stretch for me. I mean, Ted Pryor, you know, bless him. You know, I know what kind of actor he is and stuff, but it's really a struggle for me to buy Ted Pryor as this legal pad writing uh, novelist. Former military current writer, yes. Yeah, he looks like uh, he looks like Patrick Bateman in this film, like a middle-class Patrick Bateman. Dude, I swear to God. He looks so much like Christian this. Bale. Jesus. Yeah, I kept so thinking, as soon as I turned it on, I was like, fuck, is Christian, Christian Bale in this before he became famous? And then, I don't know if it's his mouth or the way he talks or what, but it's there's... His- it's you know what it is. It's his canine teeth. They had the fucking yeah. same like vampire teeth. Yes, they teeth. had the same teeth. And it's, there's times where I would I'd be it would be uncanny. But then he'd turn a certain way and I'd be like, oh, I don't see it there. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really odd. And uh, the you know we we talked last week about kickboxer Will, and we were talking about that you know kind of cool scene where you know John Claude Van Damme's walking around Thailand. Well, you know the Ted Pryor walking around Chinatown. Just doesn't <laughs> 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 fucking uh, like Ford Escorts driving by and shit. Just yeah, thing. I know. And he bends over to look at everything. If you pay attention, <laughs> it's like bending over and pointing. I'm like, wow, that's method acting, man. Look at him. He's, just, <laughs> he's really bending over. So All right, so uh, we get some uh, really nice, uh, we get some really, really nice, and I mean, this might be one of my favorite things about the whole movie. Some great product placement for the Bowflex machine. Oh. There's a lot of Bowflex. <laughs> it should be the Bowsex, man. It's, it's in every Oh my god, it's silhouetted at first when you it's it's flipping back and forth between Pryor's hairy ass and like the the Bowflex. silhouette of the Bowflex. Yeah, there's rules of three in cinema. Okay, the first time you see it in silhouette, the second time you see it, uh, Ted Pryor's all rapey. And the third, very rapey in this. And the third time you see it, Shannon Tweed's working out without a bra on for some reason in his house. Oh my god, she was working those pecs. <laughs> and prior, that, speaking of method nice. acting, like wiping off his hair and stuff like that. I love those screenshots Ooh. he posts. He has to cool off in the sink. Man. He got so fucking. I was like, dude, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I was kind of getting worked up too. I need yeah. to. I need to go wash my go, face. Yeah. Yeah. You know what my shirt. favorite thing about that whole scene was? Was that she, when she's done, she raises her shirt up to wipe her face off. Oh, that, that, yeah. that, was part. that was like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna see tits in that part. I thought they were gonna like hold it, hold out for it just a little while, but then she just wipes her face off. I go, there they are. Yeah, yeah. You get a little peek and stuff. And it's also, I gotta say, man, I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm gonna be honest with the three of us here, the four horsemen of the uh a poop ellipse here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. The scene where she's forcing Sandal Bergman and him to do things. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping she was it was gonna be a real threesome, man. I yeah, I was I was cheering it on. And you should have seen the texts I was sending my wife at the time. Because <laughs> she was upstairs watching something. And she the text I was sending your wife at the time. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I was just like, oh, and now she's masturbating with a 45. <laughs> well, it's that, amazing. That, my only gripe with the fuck, well, not my only gripe. <laughs> my only gripe with this whole movie. <laughs> he, he, I mean, they when Sandal Bergman went in and was drawing her bath, mm-hmm. and then Tweed looks at the jar 
fucking mutant thing in it. And right. it was like, okay, she's going to go in, she's going to get in the shower with her, or she's going to get in the tub with her. And then they just cut that off. And then yeah. the part with the like the the uh, sort of pseudo threesome, she must have had in her contract that she did she would not have lesbian sex or touch a woman or something because they led up to it and then they just cut it off. Yeah, I was wondering who Bullshit. the one that was too uptight to rub tits together. I was I, yeah. I was like, come on, they're gonna they're oh no, they're it, it's yeah. Tough. yeah. I have to admit that is a bit of a shame. I mean, it's you a know, letdown. It is a little bit of a letdown. It is. I mean, it was a hot scene, but it could have been so much hotter. I mean, it could have yeah. been. Like, you know, close the bedroom door and jerk one off real quick. Yeah, I, I, need, I, I need the bathtub. Yeah. I, I bet it was I Bergman that did one too. Tossed, man. Yeah, something, yeah. I bet it was Bergman that did one You gotta be careful do doing that, though. You know, oh. yeah, you know what happened. In the right. bathtub. Coming out his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> why did why did bathtub farts smell so much worse than normal oh, farts? They're coming up through all that heat and steam. Is it the heat and steam, or is it yeah. they're all like trapped into one like little orb of horror, just they're waiting to just? Worse. <laughs> no, but shit, <laughs> shower is bad too, man. Really <laughs> Shitting in the shower is bad. Is that what you said? You guys oh, never used to, you know, like fart in a jar and give it to your friends, man. <laughs> <laughs> Concentrated. That must be a Kentucky thing. Moonshine, but you fart in it and then seal yeah. it. That's <laughs> right. For strength, they're like, it's, it's, it's like it's like a Jägermeister with the brown flakes, though, man. Uh oh. boy. It should be said also, uh, just to let everybody know, this whole movie's on uh, YouTube if anybody wants yes. to play it. Yes, it is. It's another one you might want to add to the, the YouTube roll call on the Silver and Gold page, baby. Yeah. Silver and now, Gold page, what's that? I, <laughs> it's a place where about 30 people go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all oh, know it ripped. <laughs> There's been a tear on my taint. Somebody anyway, so one last note for me, and I'll let you guys start talking about okay. it too. Uh, the one thing, the one thing I did not expect watching this film again. And remembering only little bits and pieces like the Bowflex and stuff like that, <laughs> my brother used to make fun of it. Was I did not expect Fred Owen Ray to get a hold of the thriller contacts from the Michael Jackson video. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't match though. No. <laughs> one was yeah, blue and one. one was orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were a little off a little bit, I would say. So, <laughs> but uh, I didn't expect that at all. That came out of nowhere. But you know, my my total thing about this film though is you know for a B movie, an eighty-three minute movie. I think this is like eighty-three minutes long. Yeah, yeah. This is. Pretty entertaining. It does do the old GGTMC thing we say. It does sag a little bit in the middle. <laughs> sag in the middle. <laughs> like Sammy. But it's not... It moves at a pretty good pace. And I think the... Yeah, I think there's a, a good amount of like lurid stuff in here. Nice amount of nudity. Nice sex. I mean, well, the sex scenes are a little... Over, well, the one sex scene's way overblown. but Overactive, yeah. Yeah, but... It's kind of fun, and there's this, you know, this ridiculous, you know, almost like Gremlins plot element with somebody going into a China. Uh, dude, I'm not even lying. So fact, my note was was Rand Peltzer going to walk into the Chinese curio <laughs> shop behind him. Uh, that would have been awesome. Qu cool tie in there, and uh, you know the fact that he that that uh, Pryor used to be military. He does mention that maybe this is Mike Danton. <laughs> maybe, maybe this, maybe this yeah. is where he ended up. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that is maybe that is Mike the Friday the Thirteenth shop. I can I can tell you this, guys. If there'd have been a Hoyt Axton nude scene, this would have been the greatest movie of all time. Oh, uh, he would have been fucking no, like no. a tweed. Uh, Marty and Hoyt Axton three weighing uh, Bergman. Yeah, <laughs> making her airtight. Yeah. Well, Hoyt you'd Axton. have to throw Pryor in there for airtight. Yeah. 
hold her nose and whatever. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> wow, that was a choke and a fart at the same time. <laughs> All right, so uh, Willer, you did say you're tight, right? <laughs> Willer Zom, who's up next? I don't care. Okay. Come on, okay. I'll go. I'll run. I'll run. I'll run with it. Uh, what's great is when uh, when Chad, when we first see Chad, uh, he and he sees Krang in the jar. I love that the, what he says. I don't know if it was just improv. I had to. He goes, "What?" Like if you watch it again, he does that, and his face is his neck kind of cranes backwards as he looks at it. This would be, be, be a great film to grab some sound clips from. It really would. Oh, oh whatever, man. It's got some good stuff. I love bimbos. And why, then the, uh, why did the Why did the old man, his son said he wanted to throw it away, but he wouldn't sell it. I didn't understand that at all. And I don't understand the mischievous wife. <laughs> the, the, her, end, the end made no sense whatsoever. No, when that no, happens, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? She's old and Chinese. They're all mischievous, right? That's yeah, true. no kidding. And, and what, like, I don't even, I think you didn't even need Krang in the jar to make this film be what it was. Like, it's so odd. Like, it, that could have been anything. It could have been a fucking horseshoe yeah. that, that just glowed in the dark. Like, why did it yes. have to be, no, of all things, this fucking sorry. weird if, brain if it, eyeball I, thing? Let me rephrase what I said earlier. If it had been a glow in the dark horseshoe <laughs> tied around Hoyt Axon's neck. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. Hoyt Axton and Wilford Brimley, like DJ <laughs> and Shannon. Oh my god. He's putting he's putting his gut he's putting his gut on her back. No, on top of her or on top of her head. That's called something too. <laughs> that, that's called pot. The top hat? I think it's called a top hat or something. Dan Aykroyd with nothing but a plasma pack on in the corner. <laughs> Fat ass with a dildo stuck in it. Don't cross the streams. Yeah, amazing. And is this the most active lightning storm in the history of cinema? <laughs> Every Jesus. six seconds, there's incredible man. Fucking creating Frankenstein in L.A. Man, <laughs> I love. Uh, I was trying to get a screenshot, and I, I just I didn't of uh, Danton's notepad when he writes gently. He caressed her sleeping. Uh, what do you say? Her sleeping. <laughs> Something, and then it goes, and then it goes to her and the Joris, and we get the rapey scene. But it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, I need yes. to love you now. <laughs> oh yeah, and just fucking Silva. My note was, when I first see him, my note was fucking Silva, living and loving. Just incredible, man. Uh, he probably got like twenty thousand dollars to do that. Probably did it all one day. Get massaged by no, these. No, probably didn't even pay him. That was probably just went to his house, and that's how he lived. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his house. For Come people. on over. Bring your cameras, kids. Yeah. There's titties out and massages for everybody. Why am I sounding like fucking uh, uh, Charles Bronson doing uh, Love It's again? Oysters and turkey and titties. Well, there was flapjacks. Yeah, actually, they were pretty hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Sadly, Henry drops the ball when he takes Chad for a drink at his bar in his house. And you know, I'm looking at that back shelf and I'm pausing the back shelf. <laughs> I'm scanning it, motherfucker. No JP. Come on. Yeah. Um, it costs too much. Yeah, yeah, it costs too much. Um, but yeah, I love the uh, the mother's reaction shots throughout the film. They were great, like the Chinese mother. Uh, <laughs> and just the pulsating eyeball was so gross. <laughs> so gross and we just start getting like excited and we start bubbling and pulsating and i was hoping they do more with it, it like leaving the jar you know what yeah, it looked like it. it looked like a uh, flesh-colored shit like somebody ate a raw fish <laughs> <laughs> and the eyeball didn't digest and like a like a fleshy shit in a bowl that's a big shit that's a big shit man and that is a big shit but Oof. you've heard my sound effects tonight so yes <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> uh, Silva, steady rock in the peach turtleneck with a cream blazer. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Um, what was it? What do I say? Prior is, I don't know what that says. Uh, <laughs> oh, he does a lot of, he does a prior, I just put prior is in Boner City. I don't know what I even meant by that. There's a lot of caveman grunts from prior. <laughs> when he's aroused, which is amazing, and I have to think that that McQueen at this point is really, really trying his hardest to go for like the poor man's Mickey Rourke. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. god, yeah, he yeah. was totally going for that Rourke thing in the nineties yeah. uh, with that, the uh, that story. <laughs> that's that fucking story. Like that, talk about a fucking stretch, man. The the gambler story, like seriously, like this was like two separate, really crappy movies tied into one, <laughs> like you, like really shoehorned together at the end. Yeah. I wrote down this is like from beyond, but I meant to write. Is that the one we covered? Was yeah, that's the one we covered. Yeah, I think this, this is like the, the low <laughs> rent from beyond a little bit. Um, uh, it's getting very choppy in the sound. Is anybody else hearing that? It sounds okay still over here. Sounds good. What else? So we've talked about Marty's wardrobe a few times, uh, Bergman's mom jeans, and prior. And speaking of in- influences, Pryor's working so hard to do Jack Nicholson in The Shining at the back end of the film. He's <laughs> though it's totally his inspiration. Um, and that's it, man. Those are all my notes. Zom. <laughs> um, I was uh, amused by Silva's uh, hit that glass top table and his little skinny legs <laughs> underneath there were kind of you know. Yeah. Uh, he seemed to have. I thought maybe that he had a little bit of um, uh, man love for Chad McQueen's character because, I mean, no offense to any of you guys, but uh, I mean, he he was he was really wanted him to fuck, and he's like, <laughs> maybe I'll get him to do it next time. You know, I'm like, okay, well, what's what's that mean? Does he he wants to get in there with him or what? You know, he's so like, offended that he was going home to one woman. Yeah. What's the deal? Are you a <laughs> pussy? Um, let's see. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Bergman's nipples at the end because yeah. she put on that shirt with no bra. That's so, great. I mean, and most guys like the nipples, and most girls will say, what's the big deal? I don't know what the big deal is. Like, yeah, well, you know what? Maybe you should just shut your pie hole and let us enjoy what we enjoy. Let's see the glass hats, yeah. Um, I, did, I have never needed a... Um, a uh, alien or whatever in a jar to to have me uh, want to slap some Shannon Tweed. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I thought she was kind of that. I thought uh, Bergman was kind of a snob for like being. Oh, stop! Stop! I'm like Jesus Christ! Come on! You've been like doing the roll over fifty times, make love at the yeah. beginning, and he wants to mix it up and have a little uh, aggression there, and she's all like. I said stop. Fuck fucking, you. Fucking wet blanket Bergman. <laughs> Get down there, you goddamn dumbass. Um, let's see. Let's see. McQueen definitely. What was the movie we watched where McQueen wore the sweatshirt because he had because <laughs> he had tits, flabby body, <laughs> that, and that he, was the Ultimate Warrior one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, in this one, he definitely uh, 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 was fighting better. I don't know if that was a yeah. double or what, but love bimbos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, in there. <laughs> anytime you see Shannon Tweed, I hadn't seen her in a long time because I don't get Cinemax anymore, Matt. And, uh, but Jesus Christ, man, she was good looking. She had she that was. real thick hair that you just want to grab a hold of. <laughs> uh, and her sister was really good looking, too. Um, she yeah, had, yeah, yeah, she was a redhead. Yeah, in their prime, both of them. And, and that Shannon Tweed, actually, outside the fact that she looks like she's made of plastic now, yeah, she has uh, aged pretty well. I mean, yeah. The only thing would be like, you know, I, I'm sure nothing would stop 
me from fucking her in her prime. But while I was doing it, I would think of Gene Simmons's face, and it would just—it's just, just kind of gross. Oh, fuck! Oh, I forgot she was married to Gene Simmons. Ugh. Ugh. So gross. Well, Actually, he. She did this movie with Frank Zavera, and that's what she get attracted to. Jeans. Yes, I was just about to say, man. Him and him and Marty have the same hair. Yeah, really. Without the makeup, they kind of look the, look <laughs> the same do, too. Gene so. totally Simmons is an ugly motherfucker. He can sit he there is. and say all he wants about, you know, you may think this, but I f- fucked your girlfriend or something like that. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. You are gross. <laughs> he is awful. Man. And and his attitude makes him even more gross. Agreed. But anyway, that's all. I have. We covered just about everything. Else. Yeah. Um, let's Gee. see. I think I'm pretty Gee. good. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, whenever I see that particular model of Camaro, it always reminds me of that actually test drove one when I was 16. Nice. <laughs> I look I'll, back now, and all those cars were just. Uh, they just. The the. Uh, I, I, I'm curious where my life would have ended up if I ended up with a Camaro instead of a fucking like Volkswagen as my first car. But you the, wouldn't uh, be doing the show. You'd my, be like, you know, have a. Great fucking job. Probably. You're working for a man named Scott. <laughs> Breaking Scott guys' Lindsay. thumbs. Scott Lindsay. The, yeah. um, I told you to break his jaw. Crickets. Oh. The, uh, uh, my, my dad did say about that car that it couldn't pull a greasy string out of a cat's ass. That was his quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's got no power. You know, um, not to give anything away, but I was just thinking something. I thought that Silva treated Chad McQueen really good. Yeah. And did. I thought, and so when whatever happened happened i was like well that's kind of it was out of the blue so it surprised me but i was like yeah. God, that, what an ungrateful dick <laughs> yeah I, I i think the way that owen ray handled the uh mcqueen silva and then his wife mcqueen's wife angle i think that whole thing is a total mess yeah, yeah. and it does like i think loaf said or somebody said one of you two said well somebody said it that it does feel like two movies put together it did yeah well yeah the 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 Silva storyline has almost zero to do with the whole fucking thing, and it's really just kind of coincidence that it even all the shit goes down at the end the way it does. Yeah, because um, it's got like a super, it's got a hitman, then it's got a supernatural element. It's very bizarre. Yeah. The um, the the last thing I'll add, it is a lot sexier when uh, when your girl wears like your dress shirt with panties as opposed to your acid wash denim shirt and a scrunchie. <laughs> 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 the scrunchie look oh, is gone, shit. man. So, yeah. Yeah, the scrunchie. Yeah. Um, so yes, and uh, I'll always remember Christian Bale hyperventilating at Shannon Tweed in a wife beater because I was doing the same thing. <laughs> oh god, damn! Um, she worked out pretty hard too. She yeah. did. She got sweaty, man. Yeah, that was a hot scene. I mean, you know, I like a sweaty woman. I'm not gonna lie. Me too. Me too, man. So, um, Ashley gear. What is that? What is, yeah. uh, what is <laughs> gearing up? <laughs> what, right. what does everybody rate this movie? Um, how do you guys rate movies again? <laughs> same, same as you. We don't do, we don't do like MVT or you know. We just kind of like. Oh, you don't do, don't do any of that pretentious shit. Nah. Let's see. My rating for this one out of ten is a. I'm gonna go six point five. I, I enjoyed this. I think it's uh, you know for this kind of movie, straight to video, '90s Skinamax. It's pretty entertaining. It you know I wasn't bored. I had a good time. Oh yeah. Uh, it went by pretty quick. It's 83 minutes and. Uh, the acting, some of it comical, is not really that bad. I mean, really, just about everybody in it's pretty good. Even McQueen's serviceable. I mean, as much mm-hmm. as we're giving him shit, I think everyone's pretty serviceable other than his his, his wife. He has yeah, this the worst. Winty wince. This Winty wince when he would like take a Silva would give him a drink and he'd do a shot or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it looked like he was trying to channel Steve McQueen or something. Yeah. I wonder how many times like he's like. 
you know, oh, my dad did this, and you know, I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, if I squint and I, and I kind of fiddle with my hat or something. But, yeah, I was like, dude, you know, smooth. I, he, the only thing would have made it better is if he would have went, ah, smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. he's not his dad, obviously, but, no. you know, I, I'm sure that he's not only, I'm sure he's probably even told to portray his dad, you know, do some of his dad's mannerisms, I'd yeah. imagine, at this point. Hopefully one of his dad's mannerisms that he doesn't do is put a gun to his wife's head yeah. <laughs> while he's on a coke binge. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, um, Will my score, cool. <laughs> yeah, my score is a 6.75. <laughs> nice. uh, man, I really, really enjoyed this film. I mean, Olin Ray, I've seen, like I said, I've seen a handful that I, I was pleasantly surprised with that are pleasant sort of six and a half, six point seven five sevens. 6.757s. Mm-hmm. This is up there, man. I, I don't know how anyone who listens to our two shows wouldn't have a good time with this. I mean, really, the cast is great. And it's at that rare instance where we love, like, when you get this kind of cast together, and usually it, it's it's just a dud, but everyone kind of has fun moments or ridiculous moments or awkward moments that make their inclusion in the cast worthwhile. Yeah. 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 No, agreed. Zom, here, here, let's hear here yours. Comes. Here it comes. Well, oh, there we go. <laughs> had trouble getting that one out. Um, I, if this would have had any kind of lesbian <laughs> sex, it would have been like an eight point five. Nice. But nice. since they teased it a couple times and for no reason just went away from it, it drops down to about a seven. Wow. Nice. Um, Fucking awesome. Yeah, that's. I thought it was. This is a. This is one of those so bad it's good that is actually. I mean, it was entertaining. I, I didn't uh, have any problems with it, and uh, it. it uh, like you said, I've just. There was a few times where I was like, okay, is Chad McQueen or. Is he ever going to have anything to do with this other story? <laughs> but I didn't get, you know. Zom gives it a seven. I was predicting a point seven five from you, so. <laughs> I, um, I give it a six point seven five. Also, I was laughing through it. Uh, you know, when I'm texting my wife that I'm watching someone masturbate with a gun. You know, you know something's <laughs> going right. So. And um, you know, I mean, it's like he just cleaned that gun, and then she fucking. All- <laughs> yeah, he he spent all that time. That was so that weird. Gun. When he's sitting there, he's he's like. This hot chick just shows up at his house, and she's and they're like, she's going to be your your um, secretary, and she's going to move in with you. And he's like, oh okay. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, he, he's looking at her, thinking, God damn, I got this hot chick. My wife's at work and everything. And it's like, you know what I'm going to do? God, I'm sweating through my shirt. I'm so hot. Fucking oh, she's turning me on. I'm going to go clean my gun. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck's he doing?" Well, Krang made him act weird. That was that. That yeah. was what's going on there. Well, I just thought, you know, I'm d- tired of typing now, so I might as well make myself, you know, uh, use my time wisely and clean my gun. Uh, I've never, sh- I've never seen a gun before. I mean, like up close. I mean, I mean she points close. it right at him after he says it's loaded. <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah. Oh, my dad would have been so fucking pissed. <laughs> then he saw. Then he would see your tits and feel better. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. Well, uh, that sounds like good scores all around. Um, why don't we take a break and come back and do the gold half for the double? God, we got another movie. Yeah, we do. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh-oh. During this podcast, <laughs> I'll sit around changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed. 
But I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I can record and you can listen, everybody can be entertained. Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction. Your home for all things action. To find out more, visit MetalMikey.Lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. Looking like a madman. Bruh, that video Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I heard that song. I wasn't sure. Uh, I recognized it, but I wasn't sure where it was from. That's a fucking seventies song. My band called Suicide. Oh, it is. I love it. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Easy target. Uh, our next movie. <laughs> uh, what are we doing next? Oh, Showdown in Little Tokyo from nineteen ninety one. I'll just go ahead and synopsize. There's too many of us. Um, well, this is a long one. Detective Chris Kenner was orphaned as a child as his father was in the service and was killed and lived in Japan. <laughs> what? <laughs> now he's on the trail of ruthless Yakuza leader named Yoshido, who helped establish a small Jap... What the fuck? Establish a small Japanese area in Los Angeles. Okay. And is now running a drug... Okay, whatever. And Brandon Lee comes and he's the... Uh... So, um, yeah. That sums up that synopsis very nicely. Oh god, is this another like 30 second one? I hope not. <laughs> so this is directed by a uh, Mr. Mark L. Lester. A great genre director. Yeah, yeah. Class and, of uh, 19 uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Commando. And Commando. One of the purest greatest action films of all time. Yeah. I, I yeah, saw he, that for so the first he had time. He run that roller too. boogie. Yeah. Firestarter. So this is uh, this is starring Dolph our gold Lundgren, Brandon Lee, like I said, they did him no favors. Uh, <laughs> Car- Why does he have the name Carrie too? Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa, Tia Carrere playing also Japanese, I believe. <laughs> Some other people, including Gerald Okamura for about thirty seconds, and who I looked up, Toshishiro, Toshishiro Obata, who was actually the inventor of a certain martial art. I didn't know there was Joe Kimura for some reason. I don't know why I didn't, because it looks like him, but I didn't think it was him. I had just seen him in Samurai Cop like two days ago, so. Small role in there is uh, Simon Rhee. Yeah. What was Philip Rhee's brother, I think. Maybe. Am I being racist by saying that? I think it's because Philip Rhee's from L.A., right? So I imagine it would have made sense. But. <laughs> so. I don't know why I'm laughing, but I am. Zom, why don't you take the lead on this one? <laughs> oh, God damn it. I was looking at. Anyway, <laughs> okay. 
Well, what, what, <laughs> first of all, next time I told Loaf, uh, don't worry about this movie, I have it. Um, I immediately, as soon as I say that, a week before, I should start looking for that movie. Because I found it today, like uh, probably, I don't know, whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway, so you got Dolph. And this is young Dolph, and I've made no bones about the fact that uh, I like old Dolph, but young Dolph, um, it's not that I don't like him, but he's a cross between, he's walk, he walks the fine line between being like really good looking and being Frankenstein. True. Because <laughs> he's so fucking big. Uh, but I mean, he, uh, but it's weird because I'm used to seeing him with this kind of old, mat- more mature face, whatever, and it, his face is like a baby face. Oh yeah. But Brandon so. Lee was sort of the oh, same as yeah. too. Super young. <laughs> Sorry. And um, but Dolph, you know, he plays a cop, and uh, but who? I mean, I don't. Uh, he's a little bit too much into his uh, Asian. Uh, I was going to say roots, but you know, he's fucking Swedish or whatever. But yeah. uh, anyway, but he walks around in this big leather jacket with uh, <laughs> like a rising sun on it. Yeah, <laughs> rising sun on Double the back. Breasted. His, the fucking shoulders on this goddamn thing. I'm surprised he can walk through a fucking door and then just pleated, uh, like, I don't know, corduroy pants or something. And uh, he swings in. Uh, there, there's a, I don't know if it was supposed to be like an illegal fight club. It's like some kind of uh, Thai kickboxing thing or something. And he swings in. He's like, you know, uh, I, I, I don't like this. This is illegal. And I'm going to put a stop to it. And they so they send like men into the ring to get him. And it, it's like Godzilla swatting flies. He beats one dude up with another dude's foot. It, 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 it's just like a, a man against boys because he's so big and he throws these big like two by four haymakers. And when he when he punches, it's like whoosh. And you know, as he comes around with these big haymakers and when he hits these guys, it like destroys them. His kick's just it's like a mule kick and everything. And and, and then you have a lot of gunplay. Like this one dude when he walks in with his crew of uh I don't know, were they like Chinese, Japanese? I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but Yaku, Japanese. Yaku is Japanese. I guess Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, okay. And uh, this guy, I was like, does that guy have no arms? <laughs> well, he had like a trench coat, but I guess he was trying to fool somebody and had his arms underneath of it instead of through the sleeves because he had a machine gun. And they start shooting up a bunch of shit. Well, then pretty much uh, it just it goes along um, uh, with Dolph. He, I don't know if he's kind of, as, as he says, everybody knows me. And I was like, well, yeah, because you're like goddamn six foot six and uh, this uh, talk about we call Jan Michael Vincent the Golden Goddess. Well, Dolph is like a goddamn he could play like a Greek god or something. Well, I don't know if a Greek. It apparently has the biggest cock any, like people have ever seen. He has a giant fucking cock. And I will say this: I don't. Uh, this is just speculation, and it's just me. Uh, you know, I would say that Dolph was probably doing a cycle or two because he definitely was fucking jacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely no body fat. Uh, like when he would go do certain things, like because he, he had his shirt off quite a bit. Uh, veins, like I not would like do Stallone. Like that. Yeah, oh fuck! I would never. I would wear those I'd little bikini black briefs yeah. everywhere <laughs> in a pair <laughs> of like fucking sandals or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks. Uh, fucker looks good, you know. Um, 
Now, if I look, if I look that good, I'd shit in public and wouldn't even care. <laughs> yeah, I'd shit on Shannon Tweet's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. That's like a much bigger reputation, I can tell you that. Yeah. But, um... They introduce uh, um, the frying pan and into the ass for red hot poker, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the way up with the red hot poker. Were they trying to? Were they trying I to make want. Brandon Lee gay in this movie? I, I think that I whoever think so. wrote this, I, think it was supposed I, to be. I don't. Think I don't know so. if they were improvising some <laughs> of the lines, but they were. Some of the lines just were like kind of like like the uh, dude. We're gonna die, but I just want to tell you, you have the largest uh, dick I've ever so seen. So awkward. On the it's like who the fuck wrote that? <laughs> I love it. It's the greatest line in all. It the, is the greatest all, line ever. The, I mean, isn't that sort of the zenith of kind of the bromance right there? Oh my god, the, the, they're, isn't they're that what they all want to say? Like they should just got it over it and and shoved Tia out of it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When when it, at one point when they go back to Dolph's bat cave, shove, t- shove and, Tia out of the bed or that other yeah, chick with the frizzy hair. Yeah, when <laughs> Dolph's laying in the bed and and he like looks over and like somebody comes to that, it should have been. Brandon Lee and he should have reached over and put his arm around and they should have just went to town like Ted Pryor and Sandal Bergman like rolling yeah. around. It'd have probably been hotter. Anyway. Um, so Brandon Lee he looked, uh, other, other than the quote unquote Tia tits, but Tia looked yeah. fine in this film. Well I will say this. Yeah, uh, and, ooh, and she does one, one of the things that I remember about this movie, because I saw it a, a, a long time ago, and probably with the exception of the dick comment, is I was sitting there watching this. I was like, is this the movie with the really, I guess, quote-unquote, bad body double? <laughs> because they show this chick, uh, Tia Carrera goes, uh, turn your head. And she starts to take this like <laughs> robe, kimono, or whatever off. Oh and God. you get the side view with the bruiser Brody hair, which doesn't look <laughs> like her hair, covering up the side of her face. And then these big fucking ICBMs standing straight out. And then right after that, they show Tia Carrera and she has a and she just you, you can tell she has natural tits because you know they're you know but they're that, that was not her tits definitely. well and she has like this like nice smooth shiny hair not this fucking mane yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that should be a 5 hot oil <laughs> it looks like polyester hair or <laughs> like one of those wigs you'd buy at, at Halloween oh. um but I, when they first introduce, uh, uh, of course, Brandon Lee has to show off his uh, martial arts skills, and he, you know, yeah, karate, <laughs> and uh, he's he's he does a lot of flips. I don't know if they taught him that in uh, karate class, where he'll just jump up on a table and do a back back flip and shit like that. Um, but there's a definite attraction, and Brandon Lee is uh, now. I don't know about him in real life. But his character in this is so fucking obnoxious. I love him in this film. I love oh, it, 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 but it, it's it's so funny because he yep. says the dumbest shit. <laughs> it, it, it's like a twelve-year-old wrote the dialogue. <laughs> well, it's, it was funny to me that the, that he has been assigned to this the specific very specific Asian task force. Yet he doesn't even know what the fucking yakuza is or anything. Yeah, they, they do like the, to school them. They they do the. Uh, they kind of switch it up. Like you would think that he would be like the, the, the fish the, on the water, the, the, the Asian expert and everything. He's like, I lived in the valley. I hung out at malls. I have to say, you know what though? I have to say in all seriousness, Lester is a better, is a good enough filmmaker that he was very aware of what he was doing. And yeah. it, was, it was a smart ploy to reverse the roles because we'd seen so much of the urban wisecracker Eddie Murphy and the serious gruff cop like Nolte. So to have them kind of switch and even switch sort of um, 
racial expectations I thought was good. And, and I think the dialogue, to me, they had a good enough chemistry that there was a lot of, a lot of you know, ridiculous lines, but I had fun with the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, 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 there was an energy between those two, and, and whether it was sexual tension or, or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have one scene where um, so, uh, the, the uh, Yakuza um, drive for some reason like 1950s Cadillacs and convertibles. And luckily, I think, I don't know if I would say luckily, but I mean, they, they must, they, they, I think they sit kind of low, but uh, Dolph does an amazing stunt. Uh, well, you know. I guess he did it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, where he jumps over like this. Oh, yeah. If it, if it was like a little uh, the action Jacksons that fucking car Plymouth Horizon or something. This thing was probably twenty feet long, <laughs> and they tried to run him over, and he just like leaped over it. But you know, he was a specimen. Tell you what, uh, I couldn't leap over a kid on a fucking big wheel. <laughs> I don't leap over my I'll shoe leap. here on the ground. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Sound, sound like uh, Dan and when he first saw Krang in the last film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bruiser Brody just appears on the group. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph, uh, he, I guess because he's walking around in L.A. with a uh, leather uh, motorcycle jacket on, which was probably pretty hot, uh, he, he keeps himself cooler by wearing a tank top. This blank tank top, but like we, or black, like I said, but like we said before, I mean, if you look like that, the fucker's got shoulders like he's smuggling coconuts in there. Um, <laughs> That's a Roddy Piper line. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, Do you think that it's possible to break your own neck? I don't. I don't know about That's that. That's a good question. I've never I don't know. seen that as a sort have to be of fairly dis- suicide. Yeah, I think it would be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. yourself, man. They didn't want him to be a puss and just bite his own tongue off. They had to be creative. Yeah. There's a scene where uh, they set up something that happens later by showing uh, an, in, an uh, somebody who really has nothing to do with anything getting crushed in a car, and and there's <laughs> and, and uh, they started to crush the car right when they started to crush it. You could see this dummy <laughs> in the car, and its like head is pointing up toward the ceiling, and it does. I mean, it looks so. I mean, it just I was like, okay, that was it was funny though. Um, now. I remember the first time I watched this, I had the same reaction. There's this blonde, and she's sucking on a, a, a crack pipe, and um, mm-hmm. where, you know, I, I put glass Sorry. dick. It's it's an ice. Yeah, yeah, I think it's ice. crystal meth. They're they're really uh, ahead of their they time. They're saying, man, if this stuff gets out, it'll be a plague. Yeah, and you know, so there was, you know, they they were foretelling or foreshadowing Is- the future. But is every is every quote unquote designer drug in eighties and, and early nineties action films called ice? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> if Dog the Bounty Hunter would have went berserk on this. Um, <laughs> there's a girl in this, and I remember when when I saw it the first time, I thought uh, it's the girl that was uh, smoking the, the 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 crack pipe or the ice pipe or whatever, and uh, she had really big teeth. She had really big really lips. Really big lips. And I'm like, man, she's she's kind of, but she had to have been like a penthouse pet or something. Because later on, when they t- start taking her clothes off, I'm like, god damn. <laughs> she was hiding something. She looked pretty fucking good. Now, this guy, apparently, uh, the the uh, main villain, he was pretty, he had a, an impressive look. That yeah. is uh, Funeki Fune- uh, Yoshida. Carrie, uh, what's his name? Kari Hiroyuki. Yeah, that's Tagawa. Now, Toshihiro Obata. No, no uh, Toshihiro Obata was the bald guy. 
Right. Yeah. And the, the main bad guy was Tagawa Kira. is the main bad yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. been in a lot of shit. He and, has. And, he's... and I assume that all the tattooing was, you know, not Fake. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked but good it, though. It yeah. looked really good. It looked really good. Um, but he must have had a problem, which I think they say later that he has a problem with his wang. So, because if I had a hot blonde like that in front of me, and she was all fucked up on drugs, <laughs> I'll do you right here in front of them. She's like trying to save her life. You know, it, you know he's going to kill her anyway. But I mean, you know, goddamn, she was had a hot body. That's on an her. amazing scene. It's yeah, so awkward. I, all the dudes just sitting around watching this, like, like shit pan out. And he's got that tray of of meth in front of him on the desk. They, oh, they, yeah. he, and the sword he, or the fucking dagger, whatever it is. His one henchman that really stood out for me was the uh, fat. I put the fat Hawaiian guy in, yeah. in well, or fat Hawaiian shirt. Well, that, I guess he's Japanese, <laughs> but I mean, he had, did have a giant Hawaiian shirt on, but, and he comes into play much later by oh, yeah. uh, doing something that I think Brandon Lee really wanted to do, which was give <laughs> Dolph Lundgren a big splash. Well, what's what's great is you you know. You know <laughs> What was that? That was Sato. That was my chair squeaking. Nice. You know the uh, the pecking order of the Yakuza has decided if you're sort of a low level thug, you get the Hawaiian shirt. When you get a paisley purple suit, you're oh, yeah. moving on up. Fuck yeah! But that that scene that you're about to talk about, I think it was a really good scene, and it had to be a nod to Sidney Pollock's The Yakuza to bring mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah, back to one. When the guy was swimming. Underwater. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. I thought that I was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. Um, there's some pretty, I guess for the time, that, you know, you can look back and say the, there's some music and that's pretty shitty, but they have some uh, synthy <laughs> uh, stuff going through it that's pretty bad. Um, oh, I I like naked women, and I've been, I, I have actually, like, you know, put maybe some chocolate syrup or honey or something <laughs> on a naked body, but, like, actually, like, eating, like, if somebody put, like, a Big Mac or some spaghetti on a chick's gut... <laughs> But I mean, like putting sushi on a woman's pussy. Yeah. I might sit there and have her like, I, 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 even if it was like, okay, if Shannon Tweed was laying naked on a table, and they said, "Let's go in here and we're going to have plates. The food's not going to be on her, but there's going to be like, when we went to a, a strip club at one time, and it grossed me out because my friend they had a buffet there, just eating club. around it is bad enough. Yeah. My friend, we sat right at the stage, and he went What's to so the bad buffet. about eating around a strip club, though, man? You get, the, you get meat stuck oh. in your teeth. You got flaws right there. It was gross, yeah. man. He's eating chicken wings, <laughs> and this girl who looked like somebody that we went to high school with, this was the first time I went to one that was uh, completely nude, because Pittsburgh... Blue they, cheese right there. Oh, yeah, she, and it's she, crumbly. She gets on her, knee, er, on her knees right in front of my friend Jim, <laughs> completely naked, with her ass in the air, her butthole and her pussies like almost right in his face, and he's sitting there chomping on chicken wings. <laughs> so I, I just uh, the food that that just doesn't do anything for me. But I digress. Um, there's there's a part where um, what that, flavor uh, were the chicken wings? Tia Ferrera must have been trying. They must have been trying to give her a push as a singer. Exactly. She's the Pointer Sisters, so though, weird. which I didn't know was big amongst the the Japanese set. Yeah, but but uh, when she's up there <laughs> swinging, or singing, swinging, uh, she's up there singing, and Brandon Lee looks over at Dolph and goes, "Sweet, <laughs> sweet." Here's the question um, I can ask: If if Dolph Lundgren lifted up his scrotum and there was a piece of sushi in there, would you eat it? Mm. Uh, well, you know, does it become public knowledge, or is it just it our would have secret? 
Would you have any qualms? It feels very clean. If like people knew did. about it, I might consider it. If it's just a secret, it's not worth it. That's <laughs> right. He strikes uh, me as a guy who does not like body hair. And who has yeah. very low hanging balls. <laughs> he's <laughs> well, got he's, like his balls. Swedish door knockers, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one, uh, but I will say this we didn't see him <laughs> because he got up out of bed completely naked. Yeah. And I was surprised. But, but his thighs are so big. No, no, no. His dick made an appearance. I don't know if your copy was in it because I missed it at first. And my wife, my wife saw it. She actually got her to watch this damn thing. And she's like, <laughs> was that his dick? I'm like, what? And I rewound it. I'm like, I did the freeze frame. I'm like, holy shit, there it is. It been Amazing. You definitely would have saw that. You would have seen it. You could tell the, you can tell the, um, the portobello, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could tell the difference in, uh, in, uh, um, the professionalism, because uh, in the previous film, Shannon Tweed, when she lays down, immediately her camera side leg goes up, so you can't yeah, see any genitals. Fucking- Dolph just rolls out of bed with dick right in the lens. That's right, man. <laughs> now, this is rated R, which which was good because it did throw in some tit, and you got to hear Brandon Lee say, "Sit down, motherfucker." <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. There was a couple of times. Uh, maybe it's because I had just watched um, Only God Forgives. That when when uh, Lundgren was holding the gun in the bathhouse on uh, Carrie, I started thinking, God, if Ryan Gosling was on fucking the juice really bad, this would be like the same thing. Um, now, seeing Dolph and Brandon Lee, as much as Brandon Lee had a crush on Dolph, coming out of a bathhouse, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, I wonder what they're doing. I'll uh, see. Uh, Brandon Lee had some good lines. Like, let's see. I think this was him. Let's see. I, I want to. I want to know what's up, because despite myself, <laughs> I like you. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Um, we're gonna nail and this guy, and when and when we're done, we're gonna go eat fish off naked chicks. That's right, the, the best part of that was they did the tough man high five afterwards. It's not over your head. It's not down low. They do the one where you're flexing your biceps at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie. <laughs> could have been recast with, uh, I think, me as Dolph and Justin Oberholzer as Brandon Lee. Uh, <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh, Amazing. Let's see. Let's see, uh, Takes place at a Walmart in West Virginia. <laughs> uh, one of the, yeah, big lots. <laughs> uh, one of the best ways to seduce a girl is <laughs> show her a video of you cutting her friend's head off. <laughs> I feel like it's hot. Uh, <laughs> there was some good cinematography in this security camera f- footage that he had. <laughs> yeah. Zoomed right in on his face to show his reaction. That's right. <laughs> man. Another example of Dolph being almost like Frankensteinish or Godzilla-like or King Kong or whatever is he punches through a solid wood door, grabs a guy by <laughs> that was the amazing. Balls, and then rips the guy through the fucking door. That was awesome. <laughs> no, that happened in class of 99. I fucking loved that when the dude reaches through the wall, grabs the dude and folds him in half to pull him back through. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's awesome. like you expect when Dolph's walking, if it would have been in like uh, shown in Tokyo, him walking down the street and everybody just scrambling, running away. Right. Ah, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a couple dr- times. Director, same gag, you know, so. <laughs> well, there's right. right. a couple times oh, where yeah. Dolph's shooting a pistol. And he has, and he does duck lips while he's shooting the. Pistol. He does duck lips. He does that yeah. all the time, dude. Whenever he fires a machine gun, especially, his he always fucking... shoots a machine gun one handed and sideways. Yeah, either, and, and he duck lips it like crazy. With his, with his, his, uh, like he's holding on to the pistol grip with his hand, like up, 
uh, more more like that, not like with like the like gangster style. He holds it the other way, like he's curling it, <laughs> like kind of out, like kind of yeah, like leaning out. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I think the I think Punisher might have been the highlight of the duck lipping because he duck lipped all the way through that fucking oh, yeah. movie. Uh, sure. uh, Dolph tells uh, Tia Carrera, um, she says, he says, well, you know, shoot anything that moves, and uh, she says, um, <laughs> she goes, what about you? And uh, now, why would you even have to ask that? Shoot anything that moves. What about you? What do you think is going to say? Yeah, shoot me <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, shoot me <laughs> too, dummy. <laughs> um, but I, I, when he says, he goes, uh, "You won't see me coming." And I just wanted to say, really? <laughs> She'll First hear of all, you. <laughs> you're six foot six. Your shoulders are six foot wide, and you're dressed, uh, especially. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what. I have to say. At, at the end, when he goes into his his uh, combat oh, gear, his warrior <laughs> outfit, fucking idiot! It was amazing. His oh samurai superhero costume. He looks so stupid. If, <laughs> I know it's a movie, but if that, if that would have been a real guy, this would have been one of those things where he would like now look back at pictures of himself then and be like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" You know. Um, the big fat guy doing the big splash on Dolph was pretty homoerotic. <laughs> 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 because the guy was almost completely naked. He had like like the diaper thing on. Yeah, the, the whole the, the whole uh, uh, bathhouse scene is pretty. It's a lots of like, ass. Fuck Eastern Promises, man. Yeah, yeah. lots of man ass. Well, yeah. At least, but Eastern Promises did have the floppy doll. Yeah, that's right. Dolph's lair consists of. Three, I got three rooms and three futons. <laughs> I built it. I built it myself. Yeah, she goes, nice place. I built it. <laughs> What's a futon? <laughs> yeah, he was such a douche. Uh, Dolph does some hot tubbing, and oh, the yeah. thing about him is he looks like just perfect. I mean, like. He's all greased up. He's fucking got these goddamn muscles. You know, you talk about Stallone calling in and talking about his muscles. Well, Dolph is fucking makes, I mean, you know, whatever. But he did, he did try and break Stallone. Uh, but his hair is like slicked back and she gets in the hot tub. You know, anytime some chick gets in the hot tub naked with you, I mean, you know, you can't tell me they didn't fuck in the hot tub. <laughs> or as my friend Randy would call it, the cum tub. Oh. Egg drop his, soup tub. Well, his, his buddy. Clam <laughs> chowder. Well, Owned a uh, like a uh, hotel that was right beside this dance club that everybody went to, and they had rooms that had hot tubs. Oh no! And he told me he said when Red Red would have to clean the hot tubs, and he'd put on like these rubber gloves all the way up to his elbows, and he said <laughs> they called it the cum tub because that's all people did was get in it. Fuck. Uh, let's see. Yeah, fucking hot tubs. It's not a lot of fun, man. No, well, mm. fucking water is so yeah. overrated, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I don't even like my hands being wet. Like, if I get my hands wet and I know I'm going to jerk off, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you got to have a grip, right, man? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just not right. Yeah. I mean, um, Loaf, gave, Loaf gave himself a cum shot in a hot tub, so. I did. <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't. What? <laughs> The, the the sex scene in this between Tia Carrera and Dolph, uh, I thought the one with Pryor and Sandal Bergman looked like a full blown porn compared to this. It was bad. It was. There was no chemistry at all, and he's like a robot. And you know he's gay. I mean, in the movie, both him and Brandon Lee were gay. I don't I'd, give a fuck. I'd rather watch Bruiser Brody and Abdullah the Butcher fuck. Yeah. yeah. When she reached over and put her arm on Dolph, he was laying there like looking up at the ceiling, and I just expected him to say. Sorry, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was, he was, I thought he was just going to give a sigh of exasperation. She's like, uh, okay. 
get off me, bitch. Um, <laughs> Dolph's giant ass when he gets up, like I said. I mean, you know, I guess they, they, they kind of had to show his form. Uh, and then I, my, I, I did continue with my notes past a certain point because most of the last part was um, Dolph running around in his outfit, which was pretty funny. But the <laughs> last thing I wrote in quotes is, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> so Greatest anyway. Time. Maybe we need to isolate that without me laughing. Say it one more time. <laughs> you have the biggest dick. I, oh, wait a minute. You have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. There we go. <laughs> cool. I could. Uh, anybody or anybody want to throw some in here? Both throw throw it in. Just throw it in, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Go ahead, Loaf. Okay. Um, the. Um, yeah, I love that Dolph is the superhuman in this. My my wife did watch it. I I, I convinced her to watch this because it had Brandon Lee in it. Um, but it's really a, it's really a Dolph vehicle. It's it's mostly him with uh, Brandon Lee doing some really bad one liners and stuff. Um, but uh, you know when he appears, like you were saying, with the spikes on his shoulders and everything, the rising sun on his back. <laughs> yeah, come on. That was and he, he swings in like fucking Tarzan. Survives a machine gun fight. Fucking Action Jackson's the car. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> No, I don't know if you guys noticed this, noticed this about other ones, but there seems to be, at least of movies at this time, a distinctly Asian method of firing automatic weapons. They're very flaily. They, yes. they just like spray everywhere. That's why they can't hit dogs. The shades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's the thing. No, you know, no offense, but you know, the Asians they they come to gunfights a little overdressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it, the, the extra clothes aren't going to stop any bullets, guys. Um, <laughs> the uh, when Bruce when uh, when Brandon said uh, you know all that upper body strength that slows you down it made me think of his dad it sounded like something Bruce Lee would say yeah olds um, don't hit back the um, that's right man but but, I, but, but uh, pizza pans do <laughs> <laughs> he's like out of that fucking pizza pan and then the guy tries to hit him and he just punches right through <laughs> how did we get two films with pizza pans man yeah, how it's amazing the uh, I like when I'm he hungry now <laughs> I like when yeah. Dolph reaches across the table to choke that dude and like he's obviously just fle- well he does this a lot in the movie he's obviously just flexing the shit out of his bicep just oh yeah letting the veins pop out yeah um yeah, I wrote about Lee and his his he's the Asian task force, and he knows fuck all about yakuza and, uh, and futons and stuff. I'm laughing at the picture of the central casting stereotypical bad guys. Will posted. <laughs> they were great. Yeah, I'm thinking about the the uh, quote unquote gangsters on the left of that picture. Oh my god! The fucking, I love the fucking cholo. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the the rainbow coalition of gangsters that show up at the beer factory. The black they're dudes, they're all so bikers. bad. Oh, they're so, so bad. bad. Uh, one dude, one of the one of the gangster dudes, one of the black guys had fucking like stonewashed jeans up to his nipples and his t-shirt. <laughs> his t-shirt fucking tucked in. Amazing. <laughs> you know what the best line in that whole scene is? It's my second favorite line in the film. And Carrie says that he says uh I think it's him he says <laughs> to all the 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 United, you know, the Bennett and fucking gang. He says, "And you now are- America can enjoy uh, our beer and our drugs while watching football because <laughs> they're making the red dragon beer oh. red dragon beer you got a problem fucker <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a uh, I, I, I laughed when uh, they're driving up to the red dragon brewery that has the giant sign outside that says there's red dragon brewery and Brandon Lee's like what's this place it must, yeah. it, it must be the red dragon brewery <laughs> Um, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite line in the film is, uh, "What is it? Uh, hell sucked. We are back. <laughs> hell sucked. We're back. Yeah, we're gonna kill. Like we're gonna send you to hell again." Um, I do. I do love the bath fight, the bathhouse fight oh, yeah. scene in this too. The uh, Dolph does. A, Dolph does a lot of dirty fighting in that, which is pretty cool. He's like, you know, he slaps that fat dude in the ear. He bites his hand. He <laughs> shoves the hose in his mouth. Yeah, it's a good scene, man. Yeah, I also like the originality of the scene where Brandon Lee and him come back to the uh, police precinct and everybody keeps saying good luck to him and he's confused. That <laughs> <laughs> those are all his ex-partners. You know, as, as I was describing that, it kind of sounded like something else. He's shoving the hose in his mouth. Um, <laughs> his butthole's going to be so sore. <laughs> um, the, um, <laughs> Dolph? I love the kam- the kamikaze like truck crash through the wall. That was pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, okay, they're going in there to uh, to take care of business, and I mean, if that had been real life, it's like they, they would have been killed. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would have gone through the wall. It would have no, crashed. No. But Let's the uh, to a solid wall. And it's the it, tango and cash uh, theory. Oh god, I love tango. Just drive right into the shit. And right. I fucking the 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 has this has one of the most ridiculous bad guy deaths ever. It's not over the top, but the fact that it just keeps going, I just I was busting out laughing at that the thing went berserk. Yeah, which, I that was really funny. I was like, of course one? it's going to start that the 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 very the final one. Wheel. Oh, that's the fantastic! Fireworks, pinwheel, thing. yeah, yeah, or even like awesome. the uh, the steampunky fucking cauldron that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it Lee, so stupid. Okay, <laughs> apparently this is like uh, I guess it was supposed to be beer. Yeah, no, no, I think that was like a chemical factory, and he's like one guy to kill one guy. He drops this thing in there and blows up the entire <laughs> that they're in uh, the entire plant. It's like you well, moron. I think the, I don't think that was beer. I think that was the crystal meth oh, the mixture. Oh, okay. But still, why would you fucking? <laughs> Because he's, he, he's a cop on the edge and he plays by his own rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything else? Uh, Sammy? Uh, no, I don't have a whole lot more. I mean, that, that's pretty much, you guys hit on everything. I, you know, I love the fashion in this. It's so bad. Yeah. It's how, so about, bad. how about the, like, the, the, the subplot of Dolph uh, when he was a little kid and this guy just happening to be, <laughs> you know, I forgot uh, all about that. And he goes in that like trance like state when he's remembering as soon as he sees he, the tattoos. Which again, it was uh, a needless plot device, much like Krang was in, in the other film we watched. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so needless. We get tough Yakuza tits to open the film up, though, which is great. And uh, yes. I love when you first came into that bar. My name was Little Tokyo. What a den of vice! Like everything you can. There's gambling. There's you know pit fighting. There's all sorts <laughs> of shit going on. It's amazing. That one bar they go into. I I, I love that bar. It was. It had to have been. It's like what a douchey American would make for like Japanese to come to because it has fucking Tia Carrere with her horrible slow hand cover. <laughs> it's got or karaoke whatever she's doing. It's got these like topless chicks like, doing this like half-assed sumo wrestling with like uh, geisha paint on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty terrible. And then there's something else going on in that scene that I liked. I can't remember what it was called, but there's one other thing happening in that that bar that I really liked. I, I can't remember it all. I'll have to see if it's in my notes. But Butterfly Knife Shakedown happens in this. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Uh, there's a great meta line from Dolph when he says, I can't, I can't do it justice. Like, Zom can do it justice, but he goes, I'm not slow. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you are the definition of slow. <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are, Philip. Um, I like that, again, talking about the racial things, that Dolph isn't like a cowboy American. I like that he has a reverence for Japanese culture, as ridiculous as he looks. <laughs> it's just that he's not like, 
you know, the cowboy showing the uptight Japanese cop how it's done. I think he was it's not, it's of- not, it's not, um, babe Douglas. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think he was wearing a lot of eye makeup in this. Yeah. Henry, yeah. Henry Silver was wearing a lot of foundation in the last film. Yeah. was, man. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> Chad McQueen was wearing a hell of a thong. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's a dirty thong. No, exactly. Um, what else? Uh, I could. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've almost exhausted every far effect I had. <laughs> <laughs> I've exhausted my anus. The uh, prolapse. Art talks about prolapse anuses a lot. Uh, maybe a fetish of his purple tulip. Yes, he says that a lot. Purple tulip. Um, the doggy. <laughs> speaking of speaking of purple tulips, man, I love it's so sleazy and ridiculous. The doggy style decapitation with the <laughs> yes, it's so amazing, it amazing. It's a uh, make or break, no doubt about that. It is. <laughs> oh, I know, I know what it was. You guys talked about earlier that bar where they had the topless sumo wrestler sushi in the raw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy goes. I think I can go for some fish now. I think I'm changing my mind on fish. <laughs> let's, go back, let's go back and eat fish off those naked ladies. Somebody says, <laughs> "How the hell are you raised by an, a Japanese mother and you don't like fish at all?" Like you, you think you would be fed to it, fed it as a, from a young age? Oh, for real. Um, it's true. It's true. I love how Carrie. Because uh, I can never remember his last name. I love how Carrie's um, scar on his face is ever evolving and changing and getting larger and smaller. <laughs> it did yeah, not it look like, like a sword. Yeah, it didn't look like a sword scar. <laughs> It looked like pock marks. Yeah, at first he, it was like a half almost face, and then it just it got smaller and bigger as the film went on. What, so. was, the, what was the film that was his breakout? Oh, I think I don't know, but he was like the thinking man's version of Ali Ong, and that he was so prolific in the eighties and nineties. But he, he did a few kind of serious films too. He I was in think. fucking Mortal Kombat. He played Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Nice. Is, <laughs> he played Thug in Flashback and Bulletproof. Amazing. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, the, and he really just kind of, you know, oh, he's in Kickboxer too. I didn't know that. I, I, I'm trying to think of when he really just kind of, you know, blossomed into this go-to tough guy for Asians, uh, for American Asians in cinema, you know, or whatever. Because yeah, there's probably about five guys if we sat down and thought about it. Like the Last Emperor, maybe, maybe. maybe. He's kind of like the the like yeah, what's his name is now I'm not Ten, Ken Takakura what's his name that was in The Last Samurai Ken uh, what, Watanabe Watanabe yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's kind of like the Ken Watanabe of the 80s and early 90s not quite as uh, refined but uh, the, the, the love scene too which is the quickest love scene ever with Dolph and Tia I love that they score it with this 80s like lighthearted sitcom music <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's so ridiculous <laughs> Uh, we do get cross buns, cross buns. Whoa, cross bow. It's just, just hot cross, cross buns. Cross buns. hot cross buns. Whoa, man. <laughs> you have the biggest asshole I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. Uh, yeah, that's the truth. Um, what did they name Tia in this? Roseanne? Was that her name? Uh, Roseanne, really? <laughs> That was Bruiser. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, the electrocution we haven't really talked about, but it's it's amazing. They're oiled and shirtless. And <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible. The junkyard. They have a junkyard in the film, which is great. And uh, what else do we got? Uh, Dolphin the samurai gear with the rising head sunbat. It's unfortunate that his headband <laughs> didn't say ninja. No samurai. I have to say samurai. samurai. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the scaffolding fight in this really reminded me of like a low rent. It's still good. It was still very good for what it was, but like a low run Dragons Forever mm-hmm. with uh, Yun Biao. Um, and uh, I think that's everything. Man, you get two oily shirtless, uh, an oily shirtless katana battle in the streets. So it's amazing. Yeah, every fucking every fucking just guy in this parade has happens to have a razor sharp katana on him. So. <laughs> yeah. All he, had to, all he had to do is turn around. He's like, oh, there's a guy on a horse. Let me take your sword. Yeah, there's those motherfuckers on the horses everywhere. <laughs> there was even a guy that is his credit in the film. I think it was Samurai Horseman or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Horseman. Yeah. Samurai Horseman. That's Sammy's really nickname. Cool. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and rate it, Zom. What do you what do you give this one? Uh, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, perfect timing. (laughs) I give it an eight point two five. Yeah. Nice. I, I give it a, everybody. I, I'm 40 years old, so I give it a seven. I give it a seven point five. Uh, I like this one better. This. I don't know how many times I've seen it, but it's probably the best time I've seen it. I think because I was wa- when I was watching it this time, I was watching it knowing that we were going to talk about it. So I'm noticing a lot more of these stupid, stupid little things. I'm um, just thinking about how we're going to like just fucking crack up about it. So, but uh, I give it a seven point five. I'll give it a I give it a straight seven. I, I enjoy it. I like how uh, kind of brisk and quick it is. I do think uh, some of the <laughs> The going back and forward, for, forward. <laughs> <laughs> going back and forward, uh, <laughs> little barbs between the two, uh, kind of get on my nerves a little bit sometimes. But they're so ridiculous; they're like highly entertaining. <laughs> and now I'm googling Samurai Horseman. <laughs> I'm not I'm as exciting. real tits. <laughs> you don't. You don't know what I had to Google to get a topless shot of Sandal Bergman. And I got a. Ton, I got a ton of penises when I did that. If, if you just if you actually type uh if you just type possessed by the night ninety four you get you get um uh prior getting ready to like bite her ass or something and she's like crying in the bed. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, will what do you give this one I'm such an easy mark for the fart too man uh, i'm gonna give it a <laughs> fuck I'm gonna give it a seven point five, man. I thought it, I'd seen it one, maybe twice before, at least once. Um, I liked it, like one of those cheap packs with Laser Mission or something. The other <laughs> brand of these. <laughs> and uh, man, it's it's fucking fun. It, it, you know, Lester knows what it is, and he kind of turns everything up and makes it really ridiculous and fun. Again, yep. both films this week are under ninety minutes. I know. I can't. This one's seventy-five. I've seen. I've seen a fucking TV episode longer than this recently. Yeah, this this whiz is along. And I the, whiz. the fact that both of these movies were short. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it and it's you know it it doesn't feel like a like when I first saw that it was seventy-five minutes when I first saw it I was like that seems really short. They probably should cut a bunch of shit, but it feels like a complete movie somehow. Even there's even parts where I'm just like this could probably be trimmed down a little. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you take the credits and everything. It's probably really only about sixty-eight minutes long. Yeah, and that, well, and you gotta you gotta take two minutes off the uh, the beginning for the Asian for the uh, Yakuza tough tits and the and yeah. the credits there. And then if you just like take out some of Tia Carrere's shitty stuff, <laughs> that's another five minutes. So. You can't take out the body double, though, because every time I see that going forward, I'm going to take a Bruiser Brody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, crickety. 
Uh, chirp. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we got a little bit of feedback. And uh, if you guys can hang around a little bit longer, and yeah. uh, we'll oh, do that. Yeah, we, we got nothing better to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's almost midnight. Yeah, yeah we'll That's be right cool. back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. Stand up, Bergman. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. So that was Joe's music pick. Apparently, that's either in the Phenomena soundtrack, or it's a cover, or it was it appeared on in the Hobo with a Shotgun, or maybe both. I love that movie. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That was the first two. That might have been a one point five for you. I think. Yeah, that was below a two. I think. I need to revisit that. <laughs> do you? When we review it, we'll have you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's I'll bring a bowl of cereal and big jug of milk. <laughs> Gross. Um, I'll bring uh, jalapenos. Where's uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Terry Reynolds? All right. Where's Terry when you need her? <laughs> All right. Here's the f- here's the first feed second. Feed second. Hey, Silver and Gold, this is the head in the glass jar from uh, Possession Tonight. <laughs> and uh, here with Shannon Tweed and uh, Sandal Bergman, we just want to wish you a happy 100th uh, episode. No, actually, I'm, uh, uh, I'm kidding. This is uh, Jeff from Mount Shasta. I'm not really the head in the glass jar. Oh. Um, well, never mind. I'm kidding. Well, you guys had a couple of questions on that Kinski film that I, I called in or I recommended. And um, it's one of the Edgar Wallace Krimis that was popular in the 60s in Germany. They made about 30 of them. And you, you guys pegged it. It is a very much uh, sort of lighthearted comedy, although that doesn't always come to the surface. But there is a lot of goofiness going on in them. And um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. If you like that one, there's a whole bunch of others out there. The, the best one, the most craziest one, I think you guys would really dig, would be The College Girl Murders. Um, that's got like a red monk running around choking people out with a whip and yeah. <laughs> gas spewing, poison gas spewing Bibles and just all kinds of craziness. Um, wrong with that. But that's it for me. Thanks for covering. I'm glad you guys liked the, both those movies. And uh, again, congratulations on 100 episodes. A lot of podcasts don't make that. So you should be yeah. proud of that. And uh, this is Jeff from Shasta. Oot. Oot. 
Thank you, sir. And thank you for the recommendations last week. Um, and we appreciate the, uh, the well wishes. We've stumbled our way through 100. Here's to at least 15 more, right? I was surprised that Loaf liked that one as much because it's first, it's, there seems to be a trend that you don't like zany. <laughs> well, it wasn't overly zany. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's true. You know what's funny? I can remember being at Whorehound Cincinnati and talking to one of the hosts of the show and uh, them saying, I'm already burnt out with podcasting. And it was like Man, episode five. Nothing's <laughs> changed. <laughs> you see what I have to deal with every week? <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. Okay. Right, next. Before we started the show tonight, you know, 100 episodes would be a good number to end on. Yeah, we're going out with a bang. <laughs> Brought all the farts with me. Next feed sack. <laughs> Just kind of. Silver and gold, it's bad. James here from Australia. How you going, lads? Uh, I'm sitting here at work. It's pissing down with rain. I'm sitting inside a sea container, so hopefully this comes through clear. Uh, I can't really do anything until this rain passes over. So what better time than now to record a voicemail? <clears throat> now, I listened to the Prometheus episode. Surprisingly, I didn't get kicked in the nuts throughout the entire discussion. <laughs> As you know, I am a little bit against that film, but uh, the, the conversation was very interesting and I uh, really did enjoy listening to it. We had a lot of good points that you brought up and and so forth, you know, but there's a few things there where, like you were discussing how the snake came out of the water, well, the oil or whatever the fuck that shit is, and then um, you were saying how the, it should have been the geologist who goes and plays with the snake as opposed to the biologist because then it would have been a bit smarter, but... You know, little things like that. I mean, and there's so many times in the movie where you'd think if they'd just done one little thing different, it would have been so much better, you know? Like, for that scene, they could have actually just seen this snake pop up out of the fucking goo and just gone, oh, fuck, and then backed away slowly and then it just chases after them and then they run and then it latches on and fuck, that would have been far more terrifying and more logical because they see this living thing in this supposed place that doesn't have any living things in it. <laughs> on an alien planet, mind you, you know. So if they had it backed away in terror and 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 then it got them, it would have been far more terrifying and made much more sense. You know, little things like that. There's so many things in that movie where just a small change would have changed the whole outlook of it. But there's just too much dumbness. It's stupid. It's stupid. Like, it's just dumb. But otherwise, yeah, no, nah, it was good. It was a good, good episode. I enjoyed that. Um, I uh, went and saw Pacific Rim. That movie was fucking great. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah, it's got some fucking ridiculous shit in it, but it's the visuals are just fantastic, and and the whole it's just a fucking full-on robot chubby. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> I loved it, and I was just wondering if you guys have seen it yet. Robot um, chubby. I'm sure you'll talk about it in the what I've watched segment at the start. But yeah, I fucking loved it. I went and saw it twice uh, in two days. And yeah, and fucking fantastic. And um, I would say, I think you know, it, there's plenty to pick apart about how terrible it is. But like, it's funny how I can slam a movie like Prometheus for being stupid, but I can still sit down and enjoy a movie like Independence Day. Yes, it's fucking retarded. The whole movie's retarded, but it's still really has some great That's set pieces. Pacific Rim is like great visuals day. that I can get by doing that, you know. Now Prometheus has plenty of great visuals and that, but there's I just yeah. 
I'm, I'm very passionate about my aliens, and that would <laughs> give me a, a strong bias if there's any problems with the prequel. So that's one I can't let go. But yeah, um, for Pacific Rim, fucking fantastic. You know, some cheesy lines, some cheesy dialogue, but overall, fucking really a lot of fun. And I recommend anyone who hasn't seen it yet to go and watch it because it really is a spectacle. It's what cinema's built for. So. Uh, I hope that movie does really well. Um, and what else have I watched? Oh, I watched uh, Seven again. I watched that, you know, probably a couple of times a year. It's one of my favourites. I just wanted to talk briefly about it. Um, that movie, I don't know what it is about it. I mean, there's fuck all action. Um, it's mostly... I think what I love about it the most is... is the relationship between Mills and Somerset how it starts and then how Somerset eventually respects Mills for who he is and, and like at first he's just like that he thinks he's this gung-ho guy but then as the movie progresses he realizes that he's you know he's pretty switched on and he's, he's a good he's a good cop blah 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 and and same with Mills looking at Somerset thinking he's this crotchety old prick and, and the good thing is Somerset isn't always right and it's, it's Mills' optimistic outlook that helps Somerset sort of pare down his, you know, his, his attitude towards the job and how upsetting it is, you know, and it's, it's really cool. And the end, the ending blow is just fucking masterfully done. Brilliant. Um, the, I love how the bad guy wins, essentially, and... But I often wonder, like, with the end of that movie, you see him in the back of the police car. But spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen it, you're a fucking moron. But, yeah, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Just stop listening now. But, yeah, after he finds out his wife's head's been cut off. Um, poor Gwyneth, my favourite. I love Gwyneth. I have a big rager for her. So, uh... <laughs> but, uh... Rager. What? <laughs> How, I, I want to know, like, would he go to jail after that? Because he shot off... He, killed this fucking guy you know like he, he was in um, custody and he shot this guy dead so does that mean he would go to jail or with because of extenuating circumstances do you reckon he would get off would he ever allowed to be a fucking cop again or a detective you know the, these are questions that I often wonder right at the end because Somerset says um, do whatever you can for him and then you see him drive off and he's in the back of the police car like he's under arrest as I suppose you would be but um it makes you know it's a, it's a very interesting thing where you've got to think well yeah what's happened I mean what's going to happen to Mills now you know but I'm, I'm glad they leave it open like that because you can leave it up to your own interpretation but yeah it's, uh, I love Seven so it's fucking one of my favourite movies and I'll, I'll watch it a few times a year as I do with Aliens, you know, it's just one of those movies I can watch over and over and over and over, and it just never gets boring. So, uh, yeah, whatever you I'm interested to see what you guys think about that film. And, um, yeah, apart from that, that's all I wanted to talk about. Go see Pacific Rim. If you haven't seen Seven, watch that. And maybe I'd like to hear a discussion about that movie one day if you guys ever want to do a good movie instead of the shit one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll catch up, boys, and have a good show. Bye-bye. Everybody's thoughts Justin. on... Everybody, yeah, thanks, Justin. Everybody's thoughts on Seven? Uh, yeah, I still love Seven. I, I saw Seven in a th- movie theater that eventually became a Gold's Gym. 
to bring up full circle. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, I like seven too. I haven't seen it in quite a while. I have. I think I have that like big disc set that came out a few years ago, but I've never actually. I haven't actually I watched have the, it since. I have the big laser disc set somewhere. Nice. Yeah, goes way back. How is it possible that we're talking about Sandal Bourbon all night, and then I see Andy Sims, who used to be on the Hollywood Saloon, uh, post that he liked the Sandal Bourbon official fan, Facebook fan page that she was at San Diego Comic Con. Nice. <laughs> the hell, I didn't even put her by name. I think like it's you know. He's listening geez. live. Yeah. Just looking I'm at the. This review of uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, and somebody put the main female character, Tia Carrera, is uh, raped and irredeemably betrayed by her owner and feels it necessary to commit suicide. Yet, in the following scene, she strips down nude and just at a hot tub with a guy she just met. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. We got one Princess more from James. Jasmine 89 from Australia. <laughs> if that is your real name. We got yeah. one more from James. Silver and gold, this bad James from Australia again. Great. <laughs> I uh, forgot to say a few things about Pacific Rim. Yeah, I think so. That I wanted to air a couple of grievances and a couple of fuck years. Okay, no, the first grievance is. What the say, fuck, Del Toro? Seriously. Sick, yeah. Those Australian accents in that movie are the worst fucking Australian accents I've ever fucking heard. I don't know mm-hmm. who you got to do those roles, but they were not Australian. What's that? No fucking way. And that fucking rage about the air. Fucking even Tarantino <laughs> in Django. He Django. fucking nailed it better than these guys did, and, and that wasn't even the best either. But these guys are fucking terrible. When an Australian watches Pacific Rim and he can barely understand what they're saying, you're not doing a very good fucking accent. <laughs> so, uh, Jesus, Del Toro, we've got enough talent here that you could have fucking sourced anyone. From uh, from Australia to do that shit, you know, get Chris Hemsworth's brother Liam. He's fucking cheap. Uh, he would have done that much better. Um, so yeah, Jesus Christ, that I was, it was really hard to listen to. But when we're only 21 million strong, uh, I guess it doesn't really matter on the grand global scale. All the other countries would watch it and go, oh yeah, it sounds Australian enough, or probably sounds fully Australian to them. But uh, man. It was fucking grueling when the Australian characters were talking. But, on the upside, we had uh, maybe a slight spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but um, Australia's Jaeger, which is the giant robots that they they drive, um, the Australian one and the American one were worked together equally, I might add, uh, to save the day, which is fucking great because it's not just America, fuck yeah, as per usual, as they always do, save the fucking world, but we actually got a very, really good shake, so I'm pretty fucking happy about that. Australia! It's fucking awesome. So, um, that uh, mech was fucking great, and um, I'm just glad that we uh, finally get a look in. I'm surprised they picked up, actually, because there's much bigger nations out there than Australia. But, you know, whatever the fuck, it's great. Go see it. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Later. I don't need to go see it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not. <laughs> but I wasn't listening anyway to the other voicemail either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love bad things. All right. He's, he's awesome. And I do like stuff. 
I'm going to read a couple emails. Um, we got one from Armin, a friend from Germany. It's a dear loaf and zom. I'd like to congratulate you on 100 episodes of an amazing achievement in podcasting, combining information and entertainment. What? I can't really express how much I enjoy your show and how much it helped me helped me lighting up my usually shitty day during the last months. In the words of Werner Herzog, I'm going to try to do the voice. There are deeper strata of, tr- of, of truth in cinema. And there is such a thing. What? Uh, I missed that. <laughs> there are deeper strata of truth in cinema, and there are such thing as poetic, ecstatic truth. It is mysterious and elusive, and can be reached only through fabrication and imagination and styli- stylization. Yeah. Um, I guess that, in the best sense, podcasting uh, can take the role of shining a critical light on movies without being artificially highbrow at the same time. Uh, yeah, we're highbrow. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I am now also enjoying the Facebook group quite a bit, meeting lots of wonderful people interested in the world of movies. I wish you all the best and much success for the next 100 episodes. With kind regards, Armin. He had a cool picture of his dog laying with the fucking uh, lethal weapon box set the other day. Yeah, that was a of all dogs. The, uh, um, that, Lof, I love you. I really do. But that is the worst fucking Bernard Herzog I've ever heard. <laughs> Oysters and turkey. Oysters and turkey. I'll just do that. Um, we got we gotta. Now I'm gonna do John Wayne. Was that Warner Herzog? Um, we got we got one from a new uh, a new feedbacker. I don't know how long he's been listening, but um, uh, okay. Let it be said, written uh, that I've never sent an email to a show before. But I just had to with you two guys. Let's skip all the pomp and circumstance and say it like uh, say it like it is, shall we? Okay. Uh, I fucking love you guys. Great show. Uh, great goddamn south of the border donkey fucking chemistry. Great love of film. Yes. Great fucking choice of movies to review. <laughs> uh, I wish I had you two as friends. I really do. Please don't stop doing what you're doing so fucking well. Loaf, I would feel safe uh, with you watching my kids. Um, not that you'd ever want to, the wretched little fucks. <laughs> and Zom, man, I'd love to hear you wax poetic with, with a separate political show of your own. Although, although you'd have to have that fuzz-lipped loaf right beside you, of course. Uh, you fuckers are terrific. Thank you sincerely for fulfilling my dull, dead hours of toil with so much genuine entertainment. And Sly, go fuck yourself, buddy. Big dick and big veins, my ass. <laughs> Signed, FX. All right. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. FX. This is farting like crazy. Uh-oh. Speaking of farting like crazy. Oh, no. 100 fucking episodes. I can't believe it. The cinematic oh. just their world to hear. I had so many ideas of doing, you know, something special for the 100th episode, and I may still do something else. Uh, I had something in store, but the uh, file kind of got a little fucked up, so who knows if I'll re-edit it or just send it in. But really, uh, I just wanted to call in personally while I'm driving here in fucking traffic. Uh, That's against the law. Just give a personal message. Let's just say uh, you guys are amazing. I know you kind of joke around and maybe it gets to you about, like, maybe not having many listeners or stuff like that. For, for us, the one, the us listeners ourselves, you mean the world to us. This silver gold is one of the things I look forward to most, especially after shitty days of work like I just had. I'm going home now, so it's stuff like that, you know, gets me through work or just come home and relax after a day of work and listening to it. Uh, you guys are fantastic. You do have chemistry. Fuck that Jeff from SF guy. Um, <laughs> I don't have to say that opinions are like assholes, and he is one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I just, you know, it's amazing. And then the fact that you guys made it to 100, that's a feat that not a lot of people can make. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever even going to fucking make it. And i got to say, it's this show that really made me want to start doing a podcast amongst, uh, you know, <laughs> this one especially, because it's just like the amount of fun you can have doing it and just the amount of fun that it can be for listeners. And, you know, Lowe's been helping, you know, helped me out a little bit behind the scenes. And Don's been helping out, you know, just like a deal with me whenever we go to Whorehound and that. I can't fucking wait to meet you, Lou, for the you know, rest of the rest of a few more weeks. I can't fucking wait for it. Uh, I'll what? be here for another hundred episodes, whether or not you motherfuckers like that. And I don't think they're going to call in, so I'll just say Stone Cold, Thor, Dolph Lundgren, um, Jim Obama. Cornette. Did he ever call in? I can't remember if he did. I, I thought maybe. Oh, all the celebrities on behalf of them. They're thankful too. You guys are fucking amazing. The show is fucking amazing. The community is fucking amazing. Keep up the great work, guys. And thank you for 100 episodes. Thank you, Cinemasochist. <laughs> awesome. Listen no to the show, goes. Film Rave. No, yeah, no ego there at all. He only mentioned the impressions he does, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We got another one here. Not from Justin, though. Hello, Zom. Hello, Loaf. This is Morris calling in just to say happy 100th episode anniversary of Silver and Gold. I know that you have said, Loaf, that you're more interested in the two-year anniversary, but I think that 100 episodes is a milestone. Technically, it's 101 because you have an episode zero, but why get... Wait, that would be one of three, then. Anyway, um, I've rounded up... Uh, a few musician friends to uh, basically say what they think about silver and gold. So I'd like to start off with uh, Dolly Parton because I know that she particularly had some thoughts about what how much she loved silver and gold after your rhinestone review. So, uh, Dolly, would you like to tell us what you think about silver and gold? Silver and gold Yeah, that wasn't exactly (laughs) my question. Uh, Well, maybe let me rephrase that. Dolly, would you say that listening to Silver and Gold is a good use of your time? Time can't be bought back with silver and gold. Yeah, that wasn't exactly the response I I was looking for. Never mind, never mind. I've got Keith Richards here of the Rolling Stones, and I know that he's a big podcast listener. So, Keith, uh, give us a few thoughts. What do you think about when you think of silver and gold? You got the silver. Yeah, and? You got the gold. Yeah, but what do you actually think of the show? You got the silver. <laughs> you got the gold. Your brain's a little bit fried, isn't it, Keith? <laughs> Not doing terribly well with this question. Oh, there's Senator Clay Davis from TV's The Wire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Senator, would you mind giving us a few words as to what you think about silver and gold? She. Not doing terribly well with this. Uh, I guess that just because you can ask for people's opinions doesn't mean that you should be asking for people's opinions. Uh, oh, there's my last hope. Oh, there's Burl Ives and his banjo. Um, well, uh, Mr. Ives, sir, uh, I, I'm not sure if this would be your thing, but can you give me your thoughts as to uh, what you might think about silver and gold? Silver and gold. Ah, so you are familiar with it. So please give me your thought, Mr. Ives. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. 
Everyone wishes for silver and gold How do you measure its worth? Just by the pleasure it gives here on earth There you go, loafing Zom. An unhip guy with a banjo thinks that silver and gold is the best podcast on the airwaves. And so you should take comfort from that. Well, cheerio. I wish you all the best. And don't worry about if some stupid prat who knows how to type a few words into a <laughs> iTunes review goes and gives you shit. I mean, what the hell does he know compared to Burl Ives and Bad James? We both love it. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Australia! Yeah, the... Um, the uh, <laughs> I was really hoping we would get a Tom a Tom Waits there, but thank you, sir, for that. Uh, that was very very well done. Check out Morris's podcast. Love that album as well. I was on there a couple weeks ago doing Tom Waits. So you guys are huge in Australia, man. Huge. Right. That might be both coasts. We are. Maybe I'd move to Australia and then have a deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Getting through these. Oh boy. Um, why don't we save that one and do... (laughs) 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 Um, sorry, it's downloading. Filling in the the blank space. Sorry, I thought that uh, I'm unprepared. (laughs) Dead air. Oh, how about those uh, Yankees? It was 7-7 last I checked. What's the score now? I don't know either. <laughs> you have a three-year-old, you don't even watch baseball anymore. Let me give you a heads up on that. Yeah. Hey, let's see. What's going on here? Seven, seven, seven still, seven. top of the tenth. Yeah. There we go. Hey, there we go. This is the Who the fuck is this fucking Britain meatball you had on your fucking show, you know? I listen to it, you know? And yeah, fucking... Yeah, I was saying that shit about this fucking, this guy, this fucking Chuck Webner guy, you know? Fucking saying I fucking stole all my fucking ideas for the greatest action movies <laughs> of all time from this one guy. Fuck you, man. You know, fuck you. I'm sly. I'm the fucking greatest action movie star of a whole bunch of decades, you know? I'm fucking the so all the great action movies, you know? And I've fucking written most of those as well. From my own brains. I don't need fucking fire man like some fucking dude fucking so what if he fucking fooled my man lead and didn't win? You know, that just mean that just because I make a film about Bugs who fucking fights for the world championship, you know? It's not the same thing. It's totally different. It's me. I'm Rocky. And fucking that movie, and he's the old guy, you know? And, you know, I think you want to fucking take a look at yourself when you throw these accusations at Sly of stealing other people's ideas, you know? Because I've seen pictures of you, Brid, you know? I've seen pictures. And all I can say is, <laughs> I've got a pretty strong feeling that you saw my look in Expendables 2 and decided to, you know, Facial look on Sly. You know, you wear the hat, you wear the shirt, you know, you got that kind of rustic man look that I go for in uh, Expendables too. So, you know, 
rustic man. You'll be hearing from my lawyers soon, you know. They'll be getting on you, you know. You do not want to push lie, you know. You're going to find out what happens when you push me. No, uh, you know, I'm fucking, I don't want to go on for ages, you know. Just these guys, you know, you get all these guys on, fucking even Justin Obols, you know, fucking... I feel that my pal went, and then they fucking go turn around, you know? You know, this friend guy, he said he likes ICU, you know? That's a great movie, you know? I'm fucking up in the snow and shit, and fucking being all, like, drunk and depressed and shit. It's fucking... <laughs> I push my actor a bit to the fucking limit again, you know? Every time I go to the edge, and I come back, you know? And every time I go a bit further. You know, so it's great to hear that he does appreciate life's work, but, you know, just fucking, you know... You can't go throwing these accusations around without some repercussion, you know? Fucking just sort of that. Anyway, you know, I, I just want to say, you guys, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you made it to 100 shows, you know? And I'd like to thank all my fans out there that listen to me every every week on Zoom Gold. And, uh, you know, fucking download this podcast and listen to me, you know? Just, I just want to say thank you. You know, this hundred shows couldn't have been done without me. You know, <laughs> and true. these two other guys. You know, <laughs> they, you know, they put up a good fight. You know, they're pretty good. I'm, I'm getting them in shape. You know, but yeah, everyone keep on listening. You know, we all love the gold. We all love Sly. We all love Sly's muscles. You know. Anyway, yeah, keep up the good work, guys. And it's to a hundred more episodes of Silver Gold. <laughs> The feature of me, Sylvester Stallone, you know? It's it's, it's going to be a good uh, a good run. I feel like every 10 episodes, you're going to be covering Sly's movies, you know? That's probably a good... Well, no, actually 10. That's not even what a year. What am I saying? You know, every three episodes, you're going to be covering <laughs> Sly's movies, you know? It's going to be great. People are going to fucking love it. You're... Fucking download numbers are gonna go through the roof, you know. You you might even start to make some money from this podcast, you know. Mm. Just believe, man. Just believe. Um. Yep. Thank you very much, Sly. I I knew that Bryn was gonna get us an angry voicemail, so just bound to happen. Um, I got a couple more. You still got you guys good for that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm sitting there listening to all this love. You know. Hey, what's up, guys? What, this is Nick. Just wanted to congratulate Nick. you guys on episode 100. It's pretty freaking awesome. I love your show. Any show that talked about Dolph Lundgren as much as you guys do is <laughs> awesome in my book. Uh, I thought I was the only one renting movies like One in the Chamber and shit like that until I started <laughs> listening to you guys. Yes. Uh, I'm happy you guys are doing Showdown in Little Tokyo this week. One of my favorite Dolph Lundgren moments is in that film. Right before the boss battle at the ending, before he has the sword fight, Dolph Lundgren gets shot. But not only does Dolph Lundgren get shot, he gets shot in the fucking heart. And then he continues to pull out the sword and do a whole sword fight. That's how amazing he is. All right, guys. Congratulations again. Love your show. Metal. Thank you, sir. He says he says it's okay. It went it went all the way through. Well, you got shot in the fucking chest, and then they show him from behind. And there's no hole. <laughs> it's so, okay. It's apparently, okay. you were wrong, Dolph. It went all the way the, through his heart, but it stopped on his spine. Yeah. yeah. 
It really went in the heart, and then it pumped all the way through the ventricles and all that shit. <laughs> it came out the butthole. I didn't really talk about it on this show, but uh, you know, I got to meet Nick face to face. I mean, one of the nicest men I've ever met before in life. Yeah. Just a gen- gentle, wise soul, that guy. Gentle? Yes. He was very gentle. He's, he's a great dude. Great dude. Whoa. Somebody's uh, awake. That's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. Twelve twenty three. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, we get, here's the uh, next voicemail. <laughs> hey guys, it's Bernie Sticky. Uh, just giving hey. you a quick call here to say congratulations on your 100th episode. Uh, oh, yeah. Very impressive. Good job, guys. Uh, who'd have thought you'd be doing this shit for two years almost? Right. Nice. Um, but you know, I've listened to every episode. Every episode That's is cool. a gem. You guys are great. You've got great chemistry. Uh, you're one of the best fucking podcasts out there, and you know you don't need to change. You're just you're awesome. You're great. So keep it up, guys. Uh, and congratulations. I love you. Take care. Cheers. We love you, Bernie. What? A gentle soul, and you made fun of me, and Bernie calling in. He's a gentle soul. He loves you. All right, we're almost done. We're in the we're in the final stretch, guys. Okay, I don't want to interrupt the festivities of mm. episode one hundred. Mm. Uh, we're trying to keep more personal, but I do need to address Sylvester Stallone, uh, who addressed <laughs> me on the last episode about defending Stone Cold Steve Austin and somewhat betraying, I guess, Stallone in the process. Uh, I want to clear the air here, Stallone. I love you, brother. You're like a you're like a father to me, or I guess a great 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 grandfather, as you uh, eloquently put it. Oh. Last week or the last Kinky. time I called in, uh, he got cut off. He's got three here, so. See, this is why I talk really fast because I try to get everything in before I get cut off. As I was saying, I am only just the messenger for Stone Cold, since he's trying to, at least honestly, me trying to put nip this uh, rivalry in the bud. Uh, because uh, I love both of you guys on individual levels, and I don't like you guys fight, but, you know, I am his simple assistant, and it's my job to convey his message to you, uh, the messenger, or else he'll beat me like he beats his wife. What? <laughs> I don't know. What? What? One more. Fuck this, I don't want to get cut off again, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. Austin was the one taking a fight with you. I was the messenger. Stallone, we're cool. I'm like the Nazis. I'm just carrying out orders. Stone Cold kind of like oh, Hitler what? with the whole white beating. Uh, Stallone, I love you. Just watch him top play him. I'll give him that. We'll be watching Bullet to the Head shortly. And, but right now, I am going to excuse myself and watch Only God Forgives, which for those that don't know, you can get from iTunes, uh, Amazon, which is where I'm ordering it from because I've had bad experiences with iTunes video service. Or you can go to a theater if it's playing by you. Check it the fuck out. Congrats again on 100 episodes, guys. I'm going to go back to watching Only God Forgives. Is that Dante? What? <laughs> what I got out of that was, that was the Mike. beat his wife and Justin is a Nazi. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, last one. Silver and gold. Paul here from Manchester. It's been a while since I called in. Just thought I'd wish you brilliant, magnificent bastard for happy hundredth episode. I do still listen to you guys. Love the show. Absolutely fantastic. One of the highlights of my week listening to you too. But just keep up the good work, you big 
heathen, misogynistic, white-eating bastards. <laughs> Here's to another hundred. I love you. Bye. Red Waffle. <laughs> I just called to say I love you. <laughs> they're, they're tied 7-7 seven, seven in the top of the 10th. I already said that. Oh, sorry. I missed it. All right. That's it for FeedSack. Uh, fuck. I don't know what we're doing next week. So. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure okay, it out. I'll post it on the group. Okay. We don't need to rush. Yeah. For 101, we'll see what we're doing. So. Um, <laughs> Sammy, Will, thank you both, both very much for uh, sharing this moment with us and being part of our 100th episode. Yay. Hey, um, you know, Look, go ahead, Sam, go ahead. Okay, I, you know, I know I'm gonna, well, gonna repeat a little bit what I'm gonna say here, but you know, we didn't call in any feedback because you know we were gonna be on the show. Yeah. Just to let you guys know, we love you to death. We love the show. Don't ever stop doing it. You do give everybody plenty of entertainment, and it's quality entertainment, and that's all that matters. And uh, you know, you're gonna get bad reviews, man. We get bad reviews too. Well, you know, I love the beat up here for Christ's sake, but. Don't worry about this shit. Keep doing it, man, because I'm telling you, this is one of the best podcasts out there. No doubt about it. I'm very honored that you let me and Will come on the thing. I really Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Will, and Will's trying to break code with Matthew Broderick on the other end. <laughs> War games. So I can play on the bongo. I've been working while I've been uh, trying to finish up some shit here. Um, yeah, I want to echo what Sammy said. You guys, uh, I, I really love you guys, and we're honored that you asked us to be on the show, and I wouldn't change anything you guys do either. I mean, you, inevitably, you know, you're always going to question what you do and self-reflection, your own hardest critic and blah, 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 but I can't tell you how much I enjoy what you guys do, how much I love what you guys do. You guys are dear friends, first and foremost. Um, I, I laugh alongside you guys every week, man. It's, uh, it's a show like no other. Um, please don't ever change, and please always do this because uh, you guys are the cat's ass. You're the you're, you're the you're the very you're the of that. <laughs> long, long, we are the oh, long yeah. ass of podcasting. You guys are the Bergman tits of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh-huh. ping pong balls not moving anywhere at all. A couple of fifty-seven Cadillac tail lights. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Um, yeah, I, you know, we just started this kind of, kind of fucking around. It took us a while to get off the ground, but uh, you know, I, I never thought about getting a hundred episodes. It was never a thing, and it's still just a thing for us. We we just enjoy doing the show. It's you know, well, for the most part. But uh, we, <laughs> you know, we just like to come on and just <laughs> shoot the shit and and have fun. And we're we're just we're glad everybody can. Uh, can enjoy it. I'm I, I'm glad that um, I'm I'm really glad when, you know when we get emails and voicemails and stuff and say you know that we brighten up people's days and stuff. That's pretty cool to me. So, and uh, we're gonna keep trying to do what we do. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mega dittos. Yeah. Hundred is no small feat, man. A lot of great shows haven't got there. Wow, is that Lou Gossett? You know what's being right? <laughs> so, so cool. But a lot of people haven't gotten there, man. You guys keep on keeping on. It's yeah. Cool. Well, like I said, we'll announce what we're watching or what we're covering next week on the uh, on the, the various Facebook outlets. Um, you can always send us feedback to 206-339-1600. Um, 
Soon, not a hyena. Soon, soon be a, Jeez, a, be a carrier double. pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and silvaandgold.com. And join our Facebook group. Um, if you would so choose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's about it for me. Anybody else have anything else to add? Uh, no. All right. Well, until next time, this is Loaf. Oot. Somebody. Sammy. Oot. <laughs> Bye. Wow.